Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, episode 48. I'm Michael John Simpson. My co-host is the Empress of Empowerment, Kitty Brown. Our guest is comedian, actor, and host of the Liquid Zoo stand-up open mic, Ron Swallow. Ron's the host where yours truly does stand-up on Wednesday nights. We chatted about martial arts, stand-up comedy, TV, comics, movies, treating people with respect, and dicks. Complete the mission! Here's episode 48 of the Something Something Experience. It doesn't matter what tool you have in your hand, like whether it's a stick or a knife or a frying pan, it like works whatever. The same, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's that whole pick up whatever you got and use it as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a Filipino martial art, <clears throat> and like all I know about Filipino martial arts, like previous to taking uh, Eskrima, I knew from my Muay Thai teacher, who's just like. You know, Muay Thai is one thing, but, like, Filipino kickboxing is another. Like, you will come out with, like, a broken something. Right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a friend at work who's Filipino, and we talk a lot about Filipino culture, and mm-hmm. and and so much of that culture is built on scratch and scrape and use whatever you can to its fullest ability, whether yeah. it's food or weapons or just anything or going down to the beach with a, with a rock and, and opening up an uni shell and eating it, you know, eating it and just whatever, just find whatever you can eat it, turn it into food, turn it into yeah. water, you know, do whatever you can make a recipe out of all this stuff. And, and it's, it's a lot like, no wonder I've always liked Filipino people. It, it's a lot of, a lot of what they always told us about the, uh, the, uh, uh American Indian culture of, of use every scrap, last little scrap of, mm-hmm like a buffalo or a wolf or whatever for everything from food to, to jewelry to yeah. clothing to, to whatever you need. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, how do you guys handle facial hair? This is the worst. <laughs> uh, I committed to doing it for a month for a friend who uh, talked me into it, and I am not enjoying it. I mean, like, it's all, itchy. You, all you have to deal with as a dude is facial hair. Like, as a woman, you're expected to shave everything below your you eyebrows. Not. That's your decision. <laughs> You can have a hairy vagina. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm a man. I don't fucking care about that. <laughs> the fact that I get, get get within proximity of a vagina is a privilege in and of itself. Yeah. I'm not going to be picky about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit to you that if it's trimmed, it's easier to deal with. True, true. Yeah, I mean... I but mean, yeah. I don't... But I don't care. No, 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 no. You're, no, you're no. speaking from like a practicality standpoint. Yeah, that's true. Totally, totally. I mean, and I guess uh, hairy lady... Hairy lady legs... Not a huge fan of that, mm-hmm. but not going to tell somebody yeah. one way or another. My, my wife, when I was uh, when I was married, she, she her, her legs got hairy for a while because she was just so busy; she didn't have fucking right. time. Yeah, and I was I, like, I was married like twenty years. The first stop time me I, dealt, her. I mean, I dealt with I dealt with you know. I mean, it was like being at Woodstock, man. It was like you know, whatever, whatever was going down, it was cool. So cool you were at Woodstock. <laughs> now I'm being a dick. I'm not that old. <laughs> Uh, I am older, though, yeah. I, and we were we were talking right before I started recording. Uh, we were uh, talking about Star Trek, and remember, and you were saying, "Oh, we're recording was, right now." Oh yeah, yeah, we've been going for three minutes. <laughs> There's no pomp and circumstances, okay. right into it. Um, but you were asking, saying, like, from a '70s perspective, was Star Trek a good show? And I remember being a little kid watching, not watching in the '60s when originally on. That's a little before my time, but watching watching it 
you know, in uh, uh, syndication in the 70s. And, you know, as a kid, yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> but I know lots of adults who watched it back then, too. And for them, it was a good show. And it wasn't even really a matter so much as, like, the production value is the message. It was, it's kind of like Doctor Who with England. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, even though the, 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 you know, the props and the, and the, the props were made out of wood and the, and the sets were made out of cardboard and Christmas lights. But it was a matter of the message and the story writing and the things like that. And there was a lot of actually really good, if you go back and watch Star Trek now, yeah, it looks kind of cheesy, but with some of the things they've done with going, going back and, uh, bless you, animating the, 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 the planets and things like that with, with computer graphics and just to touch up a little bit, it looks a little better. Um, but some of the stories are just really, really good. Well, I mean, I feel the same way about the Twilight Zone. Like, sure. all of those, sure. like, special effects are super campy, paper mache and shit like that. Right. But, but the story writing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because you, the story writing yeah. was there, you know? You like, had Richard Matheson, you had what Harlan Ellison was doing some yeah. that for that and for Night Gallery. Well, like, and, and Rob Sterling yeah. is just, like, and a Rod fucking Sterling. genius, yeah. you know? He and, would, like... He wrote a lot of those Yeah, and too. he was so progressive for his time. He's like, look, I can't talk about race and the Red Scare and stuff like that like on national television but if it's aliens if it's right. monsters well that's just like you know? with x-men I'm yeah sure. x-men was written Same as way. a civil rights right totally uh, totally yeah i mean on civil rights I, I, I'm x-men a big... is why i'm a marvel girl yeah, yeah marvel yeah. i mean i like dc for characters um, yeah for epicness i should say yeah epicness um, yeah whereas i like marvel for stories plus in the 80s they were they were drawing women ridiculously in marvel comics i mean just tits bigger than their head and a weight in the waists that were impossibly small that kind of thing and you mean sexy well (laughs) and then it seemed for me like when they were drawing huntress and batgirl they were drawn a little more realistically a little bit Mm -hmm. you know it was oh dc was dc was at least back in the 80s when i was well and wonder woman was a a big badass bitch oh yeah like she was just a big and badass yeah Yeah, wonder woman's amazing the thing for me like about x-men is it was the one superhero team that had like a lot of women like it had Mm -hmm. a good gender balance it had a good balance of like characters of color like Storm's one of the most powerful X-Men and she's a black woman you know and and actually people are arguing that Invisible Woman is actually probably the most powerful uh, person in Marvel really? yeah Sue Storm huh yeah, because of her her telekinetic abilities and her force field abilities. Well, yeah, and, but what about uh, Jean Grey with her Phoenix powers? Well, yeah. I don't think anything tops that once you yeah. get to yeah. Phoenix yeah. Force. But, yeah, yeah. Like that's but, the thing. Like, that. She rebuilt her sister from the molecular level because she fucking felt like it. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a Doctor <laughs> Manhattan type type skill right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I guess there's nothing more powerful than Phoenix. Probably not. She'd probably take Galactus out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. breaking a sweat. Yeah. That's pretty freaky. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like a regular Tuesday for her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just punched Galactus in his face and his head exploded. It was pretty awesome. But didn't, but didn't as Phoenix, she go a little insane? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. just like the old, uh, if you have too much power, you're going to be a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my argument for Superman, by the way. <laughs> I think we've had this discussion. Well, yeah. and Superman's just boring. Yeah, he's and a boring People think he's boring, but I like him because he decides to be good every day. When he doesn't That's have true. to be. That's well, true. Have you he read, can do anything um, he wants. Have you read Red Sun? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, where like he lands in Russia and then he's like super communism. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and uh, that's the speeding, only time he's interesting. Speeding bullets when he sees uh, he he's actually he replaces Bruce Wayne, <coughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and uh, yeah. and he's like killing dudes. <laughs> yeah, he's like straight up punching through people's heads. But then he ends up. See, the one problem I have with all of that is <clears throat> they always he always ends up with the heart of a superhero at the end, mm-hmm. and that's. 
that's to me the, the story of Sir Superman is the fact that he was raised by people who taught him that it's important to stick by your morals, and so he does that. Right, Kansas. Where, yeah. Whereas, uh, uh, yeah, and I don't. It doesn't have to be in Kansas per se, but you know what I mean. Like that just happens to be where it is. Yeah. But but he's raised by people who are good people. Sure. sure. And uh, and he makes his decisions based on that. Whereas, uh, whereas like, I and I that the one problem I had with Red Sun or or even Speeding Bullets is that I would have loved to see him stay a bad guy and all the superheroes of Earth or Batman has to find Kryptonite or whatever right. have to actually kill Superman. Yeah. Dude, just fucking call Wonder Woman. Like, she's beat the shit out of him That's in true. a couple comic books, like, a few times. She could definitely incapacitate him to the point where they could get a, get a Kryptonite cage around him or something, well, you know? Well, she, like, she was fighting Well, she's him. also willing to kill yeah, mm-hmm. she was fighting him um, when he was being mind-controlled by Max Lord, and, like, you know, the whole time she's like, look, Clark, I don't want to fucking hurt you, you know, and she's, like, fighting him, and then she's like, all right, enough of this shit, and she takes her tiara off and, like, slits his throat, like, with her tiara, it's amazing and badass, and then, yeah. like, lassos Max Lord and, you know, was like, how do I stop you, and he's like, kill me, and she's like, all right, and just fucking snaps his neck, wow. like, takes care it's of his kind of why I like Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. She could just kill a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. She's a warrior. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, Amazon she's warrior. not afraid to take care of business. It's like, that's what I needed to do. Fucking come at me about it, you know? I really like you guys. Um, however, this cat is ruling my world right now. <laughs> <laughs> Luna's pretty great. Yeah. Luna's definitely one of the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ron! <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, I've started doing stand-up, uh, as I've been talking about on the podcast a lot, I've been started doing stand-up, and you're the host of the... The Liquid uh, Zoo. The Liquid Zoo. Yeah. So, uh, how long have you been doing that? Uh, I think it's four years now, maybe cool. five years. Cool. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's a hoot. It's a good open mic. Uh, apparently we're voted on Reddit as the best place to do your first open mic. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, people talk about it a lot, and I apparently I haven't mentioned it because I shut down Heckler's. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. You have a good good, good job of that too. Uh, that's part of my job <laughs> as yeah. a host. Yeah, or at least also not just hecklers but people who are just talking very loudly at the bar and being rude and not listening to you know being at a bar on a stand-up open mic night and not sitting and listening to the stand-up it's like fuck off shut up well i try not to give them too much shit because they are randomly at a bar true true it is Um, just kind of a random bar to wander in yeah but um it's funny uh i everybody introduces me as like the guy who owes the host the liquid too I've actually been paid to do stand-up comedy, like, for a living. Yeah. yeah. I've been on Mad TV and Ugly Betty. I've actually done stuff. Cool. Uh, but Talk uh, about it. it always makes me laugh because, well, it doesn't matter that much because I'm not getting paid a ton of money doing stand-up right now. Right. Um, I made a decision because I was doing what we call triple runs mm-hmm. and some uh, Pat Wilson gigs and some other weird one-nighters. What you do is you do, um, you drive to, like, Oregon first. You do a one-night uh, at a at a at maybe a casino there and then... From Oregon, you drive to Washington, and you do another gig there, and then Washington, you drive to Idaho, and then from Idaho to Montana, and then from Montana to Wyoming, and then you're, like, driving, like, a bazillion miles, uh, hitting these one-nighters. And are you getting enough scratch back to cover your gas um, and expenses? If you do, if you put it together where it's, like, 14 days in a row, you're perfectly fine. Okay. Um, but now, uh, I stopped doing it because he didn't, he stopped having gigs, having it where it was, like, six days in a row. So now you have to like piece together it. So you got to be signed up with the three or four different places mm. uh, to hit, you know, two open mo- to hit two shows that you're booked on, and then another two from somebody else, and then another two from somebody else, and then maybe one from one somebody else, and right. then, you, then you're stringing a whole week together. Right. But it's all really hard to put it all put right. that all together. 
Um, and, uh, so, and, and on top of that, I was driving a ton. I have tons of car problems yeah, because you can yeah. only put so many sure. miles before the car, car goes, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I put 60,000 miles in a car in a year. Wow. No, 40,000 one year, 20,000 the next year, yeah. something like that. But, uh, it was insane and the car fell apart. I mean, yeah. you know, and, uh, and also when you do those gigs, you get better, <laughs> uh, but you can't move forward anymore. Like those are gigs that stop you from getting any bigger, and uh, and I want to. I, I for a while I was thinking oh, I'll just make a living doing stand up. Doesn't matter, but it actually doesn't matter. I'd rather be famous and have lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're working on a special, right? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do a thing called Way of the Nerd mm-hmm. um, on Hulu. Um, it's gonna or it's going to be on Hulu. I have a friend, Ian Harris. He's um, uh, gonna help me produce it. I'm gonna film it at the New Arc Theater. Think in January. I'm cool. hoping January. It might be January, or February. Cool. Basically. cool. Um, I have to put together a Kickstarter, get it organized, and all that stuff, which I'll be doing soon. Um, because, uh, well, and the real goal of this is I, I, my real goal is to to build a nerd empire because mm-hmm. I have a couple of ideas all in the nerd world. I want to make a nerd T-shirt, like Hardwick style nerd empire. Um, sort of, uh, but a little different. Than that, like I want to have a couple of businesses that are nerd related, and then be doing nerdy stand up. Because mm-hmm. um, I do comic book conventions; that's my favorite thing that I do. Okay, yeah, I'm be at Stanley's Kamikaze. Uh, we're there every year; it's awesome every year. Cool. Um, Why do they always do it on Halloween weekend? Like I, I would be there, except that's the high holy day that's of high, our people. Of the goth so people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, you guys we are goth people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would have never guessed. <laughs> Kitty, yeah, but uh, you maybe not. Maybe me, maybe not. I, got the long I, hair. I kind of, I kind you got of walk, some tattoos. Yeah, I got some tattoos peeking out and stuff. Yeah, but, well, everyone can see your. Arms. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm an elder goth. I've been around. I've been doing the goth. Thing I, since. I have a hard time because uh, I'm super attracted to goth chicks. Hey, how's it going? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but the problem is, uh, they all do drugs, and I'm straight edge. No, we don't. Not all. You don't. No, none, none of my goth friends what? that I yeah, know. Yeah, actually, most of the people drugs. we know don't it's do socially drugs. Socially stigmatizing. Where did you find these people? Yeah, uh, the all the ones clubs. that are attracted to me apparently oh, at do. goth clubs. Well, yeah. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really go to that stuff. I don't do any drugs. I'm at bars too often. It's really a problem. Uh. <laughs> I sing a lot of karaoke. <laughs> um, and I. Uh, I mean, you can find like, the the druggy goth people at like Bar Sin. They're the ones not dancing and just kind of looking like me. Well, that's you know? no fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, 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 uh, so wait, goth people are allowed to have fun? <laughs> yes, we have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, we have a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, let's hear. What kind of fun things do you guys do? Well, we oh, like to dance. Dancing, yeah. We lots of good backyard barbecues with fire and stuff. And, and Who do you do? Fire spinning? Yeah. yeah. Well, not us, but I mean, fire friends of ours eating. do. Fire eating. And <laughs> nice. Spinning. Yeah, friends of yeah. ours do. A lot of our friends of ours do um, that. Omar, my friend from the scene, is the one teaching me Eskrima and Kendo. Like, oh, cool. he's an old school rivet head. Like, I think he was around for Control Factory, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's just like, look, I have these skills, and if you want to learn them, like, just... Come hang out. I'll teach you what I know. Let me teach you the knowledge. Uh, There's a... um, I studied Jeet Kune Do with a guy named Mike Murtori, uh, who is also a comedian, who says the foulest things. (laughs) Um, And I I can be pretty foul. Uh, Cool. Be as foul Uh, as you like. (laughs) um, And... uh, uh, But he was trained by Jerry Poteet, Mm -hmm. um, who uh, was trained by Bruce Lee. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really fun martial arts. It's also really useful, because it's about being useful. Cool. Yeah, my one little like 
claim to martial arts fame. Uh, my teacher that I was studying Wing Chun with back when I was living in Orange County. Ooh, Wing Chun. Yeah, Wing Chun is what Bruce Lee studied when he yeah. was a teenager in Hong Kong. And my teacher could trace his lineage all the way back to Ip Man, who was the guy who taught Bruce Lee when yeah. he was a teenager and in is Hong a, Kong. is a legitimate badass. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, honestly, if that dojo weren't all the way in fucking San Clemente, like, I'd still be there. And, like, I tried to do the drive, but it just... Wing like, Chun is so good you. for uh, for small people. Yes, exactly. It's, it's such a great um, martial arts for small people. It's the only uh, style of kung fu credited to being created by a woman. A yep. Shaolin nun, Nam Wing Chun. That's where the name comes from. Cool. But, yeah, it's specifically, like, smaller people. Here's how to deal with bigger people. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah, arts. I know very little about martial arts. I, I, I fantasize about the idea of taking it as a child, but <laughs> I am such a non-violent person at all, uh, where I will diffuse a fight to any degree necessary before I'll even well, engage. And in everyone life. should do that. That's yeah. how everyone yeah. should be. But the best thing about, uh, to me, training martial arts isn't about being able to kick a person's ass. That's just a bonus. It is a yeah. bonus. Uh, but the real point about it is uh, the confidence level you have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's really easy to diffuse a situation when you have zero fear with a, a group of people. Because guys who are assholes and want to start fights can sense fear. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to diffuse a situation but you're obviously scared, you're not going to diffuse that situation. Right. Whereas if you're confident and you're diffusing a situation and you can be friendly joke with these guys and do whatever it is that you do to diffuse the situation. Yeah. Then you actually can diffuse it because they're gonna they're gonna notice mm-hmm. that you're not afraid of them at all. Right. And right. that's and no one when you've gotta wonder if a guy my size is not afraid of you and why he's not afraid of you. Right. Right. Like even in, on a on a on a just a basic like level. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I definitely, you know, I'm six foot tall and, you know, well over 200 pounds. And so I, I love uh, that you're not the best. Getting, getting less all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've definitely used my size to an advantage, not as an intimidation factor, but definitely for being able to diffuse. You know, I, I, can, I can kind of spread my legs apart and look big. <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like a porcupine, uh, right? Right, and uh, or or a cat or a, or anything else. But yeah, I can do the kind of look big thing and 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 just say, yeah, we're not going to do this. That so. is not an option for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm at one forty six now, soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> That's in my undies. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like as a girl, like it's just really fucking practical. Yeah, you, know? you should like, know. Dudes are creepers. Like, they're fucking yeah, disgusting. And they're going to try and you. put your, their hands yes, on you. As yes. they have. As yeah. I've witnessed. I was going to say, you've seen me, I've like, witnessed. fucking, you know, like, get in a guy's face yes. about it. But, yeah, when yes. I was um, at Mal this Friday, and this is, let me preface, very rare for, like, our scene, you know? Like, most mm-hmm. guys understand, like, consent and not touching people and stuff like that. But this drunk guy who I kind of sort of know came up to give me a hug, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'll give you a hug, whatever. And he goes and, like, tries to put his hand on my throat. What? I, yeah, exactly. Like, I can understand if, like, that's a thing, that's a fetish, like, there's a lot of kink and BDSM crossover in the goth scene, but, like, one, I don't really know you that well, you're an acquaintance, and two, like, if that's your kink, that's a fucking discussion. Like, you don't just put your hands on somebody's neck. Like, what the fuck? Also, a discussion with a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. A real friend, not a a club friend. Strangers will play, and strangers will play at clubs, but 
you gotta, you yeah, gotta, there's, that's con- a there's discussion. A, you know, your kink 101 <laughs> is consent. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. first, first lesson. Yeah, like bottom line foundation. Shouldn't that just foundation. be the consent for everything? Well, it yeah. should. In general. It should. Yes, yeah. it should. Yeah. It definitely should. But especially so with kink. Right. You right, know, right. like that's the thing. Because that's scary stuff sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. know if they're actually no going to choke you or not. Right? Yeah. Which so, can be hot, but it also has to be permission hot. Yeah. Right. But also, like, yeah. that's not a thing that I'm into. Like, right. that is the number one way to kill my lady boner. Like, don't fucking do it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, I see his hand, like, going for my neck. So I get one hand in between his, swatted away. And then, like, I was literally, like, I had my elbow up. It was near his neck. And then I was like, Oh, yeah, I don't oh, need muscle to do memory. That. Yeah, ting, oh, yeah. Auto, automatic re- Yeah, exactly. Like, good, though. Five me, on that. Thank <laughs> you. I was like, muscle memory. Wait a sec. Let me put this down. And then, like, I was like, don't fucking touch me, you know? And he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I shoved him away. I'm like, I'm serious. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's, the, it's useful I have a that theory, way. and you can, you can, you can, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time, because, and, and if I sound like an asshole here, I apologize, mm-hmm. uh, but I've had some problems with, uh, well, first off, uh, there's a lot of hate for nerds, again, all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and it's I understand. Back around. It's coming back around. I understand because of uh, Gamergate and the other shitty things those asshole ha- hackers did. And then also a lot of hate for men in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, With reason. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Uh, there is reason. Yes. But I think the reason is the same thing as uh, you, uh, as, as when people hate all Christians. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. an atheist. Uh, sure. You're, you're so, getting into not all men territory. Let me just well, warn you. I'm, I'm just going to, let me, let me be clear about it. I understand that, uh, any man doing any of that shit is inappropriate. Okay. Let's be clear about that. But the majority of dudes are guys who go to work and are boring and just do their shit. They don't even talk to women half the time, or they have a girlfriend that they only hang out with. And the three girlfriends that are friends with their girlfriend who don't do shit. And the majority of men are just scumbags. The problem is that um, it's the same thing as um, a, a, a Christian who blows up an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you look at those guys, or even a Christian who just says dumb shit on the internet. Right, right. You, they're so loud and obnoxious that it looks like every single the man in the that, world the is doing that. that, are, that are and, it's, and it's a weird position right. for me, because while I'm in full support of all women not being molested or treated like shit... Uh, I also have to go, okay, so do I say, hey, I'm not a piece of shit? W- would you like the solution for that? No, sure. Like, just be polite. Well, like, I always am. Well, right. But, like, every time, like, a guy out at a goth club, at a bar or something who has approached me politely, like, I'm I'm not going to, you know, fucking, like, elbow strike them. Like, usually I'll get guys who, you know, they'll wait till I'm off the dance floor because they understand, like, if I'm dancing, like, that is me time and you do not interrupt that. That's awesome. And, yeah. They'll be like, hey, so I just wanted to tell you, you look really beautiful tonight and you're an excellent dancer. And it's like, oh, oh, thank you. Like, I'm going to start a conversation with you because you're not a dickhead, right, you know? Right. Well, I, I, every observance, I mean, we, I've been at the, at the Liquid Zoo that night that there was a, a comedian, I don't know his name and I'm not going to say it. But he, he gets up on on stage and this, this like personal business thing erupted between the guy on stage and one of the other comedians or comedians' friends and about this. Oh, yeah. oh, would you date you? You totally would date me. And she's just like, no. And you and I were like, dude, she said she's not going to date you. But yeah. every interaction I've seen you have around women, you are a polite guy. Yeah. And and but I do think that the majority of dudes are. 
I think that no. the I really do, honestly. I, I think I most can men tell you as a single girl, like who has been like single for a year and dealing with, you know, like dudes hitting on me for a year, like the majority of them are just terrible. Like I had a guy approach me one time and his opening line was, I'd love to snort I would love to snort coke off your ass. Like I can't even get that out because it's just so gross and disgusting. That is very gross. Yeah. yeah. However, what I'm <laughs> pointing out is that there's a lot of dudes who aren't hitting on you mm-hmm. who probably would like to hit on you, but they have the politeness sakes to not hit on you. Right. Mm. Because it's impolite to hit on anybody unless you're in a social situation <laughs> that is kind of that is in a place where it's okay. Like if we're at a party mm-hmm. and someone introduces and I can tell that you're like interested enough, maybe some eye contact, a little bit of like friendliness, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll hit on you. I don't hit on women ever because mm-hmm. it's fucking impolite. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I never do that. And I think the majority of men don't hit on women. If a dude's going to hit on you, for the most part, he's a shithead. I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. think the majority of men are just quiet and live, live, uh, live themselves to themselves the until is, the opportunity is so obvious. Yeah. Right. The problem is the one dickhead who is going to be inappropriate and yeah. do yeah. that fucks it up for everybody Yeah, well, and that's the, what I'm saying is we all look like shit now. What I'd really like to do is have some kind of thing where we could fucking fix these guys <laughs> or get them off the earth. However that works. I, I am fully but, supportive of like a douchebag re-education camp. How awesome like, is that? If you want to start this, like I am so down to help. What, what we'll do is we'll put like, we'll put license, conversational licenses together. We'll have like police who go, that's impolite, my friend. Uh, you got, you got three weeks ahead. Well, I got a great idea. We start a convention. We don't get in the way of your work. You it, just have to go on the weekends. Call it like BroCon and do these, <laughs> these really horrible, you know, commercials full of explosions and big trucks. Pretend it's like women with, Right, women with big tits and blah, 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 you know, and women in underwear, whatever. And then, you know, women eating hamburgers while washing cars and blah, blah, blah. And then we do that. And then we get it. Once we get them inside and get their money, we get them inside. We sit them down and go, okay, you're an asshole. So the reason, the, just the fact that you showed interest in being here shows me that you're an asshole. This yeah. is how you treat women. Yeah. Just, just do this whole thing. And we lock the doors. We don't let them leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they keep being assholes, we just stop feeding them. That's right. We stop feeding them. And then they just kind of wither away. And then they're done. I, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like the best opening line I've ever heard. Like I talked about one of the worst. And I just heard that like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the best one I've ever heard, I was out at a bar um, just hanging out and this guy like comes up to me while I'm waiting for my drink, you know? And he's like, hi, what's your name? And I was like, oh, it's Kitty, like disinterested. And then he's like, Kitty, like Kitty pride immediately. Like everything switches. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, hi, you have my full attention. Like, what's up? Marvel reverence. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. 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 You know, like you spoke X-Men to me. Like, you know, I am going to give you my number. (laughs) I've had that. Something similar like that. I asked a girl on the interwebs uh, <laughs> on a Tinder, which I don't use Tinder correctly, apparently. That's what I found out you after going on Tinder. Tinder's girls. Right. Uh, because I was like, I was dating them. Like, like I didn't try to make a move right, going until on I was... And they yeah, were expecting yeah. you to try to get on them. Right? Yeah. Tinder, from what I understand, is like dick on delivery. Yeah. 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 And I didn't I didn't realize that until this uh, this experience. Yeah. There's um, a reason I'm not there's on other, Tinder. There's but other she seemed really media, cool. Social media. Because what I, I asked her if she would... Uh, I said, um, her her uh, profile said... Hold on. Oh, <laughs> Uh, are we all sick? Like, I'm, are we all I'm all getting. I'm on the. I think. I think I have. Um, 
I got your allergies. cold. I got your cold. Yeah, I got over that cold, or at least I thought I did. Maybe I just have yeah, a residual I, side I don't know if I got a cold from you or just from, like, you know, going hard with, like, no sleep. That's probably Yeah, probably. woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it could have been a combination, but I was, I mean, I was, uh, I was just about, <laughs> just on the beginning of getting sick when I was here last week, because mm-hmm. I caught a cold the weekend before, because I shook your hand and didn't sanitize, you went home sick that night, and then I, uh, and then I... I, I warned everybody I was sick. I know yes. you did, you did, but I still <laughs> shook your hand like a dumbass and didn't sanitize, and then I got, and then, so then Sunday I was here, and then Sunday afternoon it just got worse and worse and worse, Sunday evening got worse and worse, and I called, and then Monday was Memorial, or Labor Day, and I just started getting more sick, and then I called my boss and stayed home sick on Tuesday, so, but now I'm on the downside of just the kind of... Yeah, I slept and thing. did nothing for that yeah, entire that's weekend. That's what I did. That's mm. what I did. Slept. Yeah. Um, I, I went to a birthday party, then I went to a club. Welcome to like... Sick Talk. <laughs> so the girl, uh, her thing said Un Entscheiden. Uh, I took German for four years. Uh, still didn't know what it meant. So looked it up, uh, and then literally I just said, I took German for four years. Still don't know what that said, so I looked it up. Uh, very interesting. It means undecided. Um, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, and I said, uh, this, this next question though is very important. Um, would you rather be a griffin or a dragon? Uh, your answer literally, uh, is, is so important that it puts the universe at risk. <laughs> so I hope you get this right. And then she answered back dragon and asked who my favorite Dr. Who villain was. Ooh, who is so your favorite like, Dr. Who villain? Um, I like the Anthony Michael head one. Although now, after watching uh, Blink, finally, mm-hmm. oh, that's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blink was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. So that's I just might... like I really love the mistress. Oh yeah, like, which one's yeah. that? Um, Missy. I don't yeah. think I saw that one. It's, it's the, the newest, uh, the last season. Yeah. I haven't seen the last season yet. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna we say the math. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Doctor. Uh, I'm on. Just started season four. Okay. Right. There's a uh, actually all of that. If you have Netflix, I don't know if you have Netflix or not, but all of all the way up through series eight is, is on Netflix. Oh Excellent. god! Yeah. You went to Panda Express. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime anybody says like I went to Panda Express, they need to immediately follow that up with because I hate myself. <laughs> like, why would you? Everybody do that? says that. I fucking love it. I've had Chinese food at people at the restaurants that people tell me, "Oh no, this is the most authentic Chinese food around. You're gonna love it." Still don't like. Still, still not as good as Panda Express. Wow. Orange chicken is literally the best thing I've ever tasted. I I would eat Panda Express every single day. You still haven't answered my question. Why do you hate yourself? (laughs) It doesn't do anything to me. I am a mutant. I think, and that's your mutant power. (laughs) Almost every time I walk, being able to digest, and I'm like 146 pounds. Yeah. I was actually, um, I was talking about that with a date because I was telling him all the combat stuff that I train in. So he's like, is your mutant power that you can just pick up like any sort of like combat thing you train in? I was like, I don't know, but if it was, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now, do you do stand up yet? Um, yeah. See how I did that? Yet. I mean, I've thought about it. Like I have a lot of people who tell me I'm really funny, um, right. but I don't believe them because, you know. I just assume they're guys trying to get in my pants. Oh, uh, guys try to get in pants doing that? <laughs> yeah, by telling me I'm funny? I yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but no, I I guess I could. Yeah, yeah cool. why not? How did you decide to do stand-up? I actually did stand up. Uh, well, I always wanted to be a stand up ever ever since I was a little kid. I was I worshipped uh, I worshipped uh, Steve Martin. 
I worshipped a lot of people who now I feel bad about having worshipped. You know, like Dennis Leary. Like Bill Cosby, uh, Dennis Leary, Dennis Miller. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about comedians when they age. Steve Martin still hasn't done this yet, but it seems like when comedians age, they become despicable people, or lots of despicable things come out about them. Uh, now Damon Wayans is off my list now, too. But um, What did Damon Wayans do? Uh, defended, defended Bill Cosby. Cosby. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, he went on a radio show and defended Bill Cosby for two hours. Like, he called all of the victims, <laughs> bitches, like, unrapeable yeah. bitches or yeah. something like that, because he's a piece of human garbage. I mean, like, yeah, was, there was no jokes yeah. about it? It's just, no. Well, he was trying to do jokes about it, but it was. I really think it was not. like a dumb ploy to stay relevant, and I'm like, yeah. you just killed your career, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, Bill. I mean, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby. They're all dead to me now. They're yeah. just, it's, 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 well, they're all terrible people. It all, yeah. yeah it all, it all, hurt. and it, disgusting. It, and it hurts to the point. And if it comes out that Louis C.K. really is jerking off around people, he's not. I, oh, that was a, to- a lie. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a lie. She wasn't talking about him. Oh, she's talking about some. She other was talking comedian. about. She was talking about Stanhope, I believe. Whoa, yeah. that's now Stanhope himself honestly, has admitted to jerking off in front, of whipping his dick out. In front honestly, of not a surprise. Gross. Not a surprise. He's, no, I've never been a. Stanhope he's kind player. of a giant piece of shit. I like his stand-up. I, uh, yeah, I, I, he's a piece of shit, but he, he, I like his stand-up. He com- I like some um, of his stuff in the '90s, but then when he started doing the, guy the, uh, the lot Girls of, Gone Wild videos, that I was out. Yeah. I was out. Who's the guy that a lot of comedians like? Um, black dude just died. Um, He's on the Opie and Anthony show. These all sound like words. I don't know. I don't know. I, I never listened to Opie name. and Anthony. Now I have to look it up. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Um, Jim. Uh, Gaffigan. No, Jim. No. The other Jim. The Jim Norton. Open the Anthony. Jim Norton. Yeah. yeah. I know Jim Norton. Now he's a piece of shit, but self-admittedly so. And but he has admitted to every like strange perversion. Not well. It's not strange for him, but every every like kink and perversion that he has, he's completely admitted openly. I mean, um, one comedian who's not shitty and is continuously awesome and hilarious, Margaret Cho. Margaret I Cho. I fucking love awesome. Margaret Cho. She, uh, she favorited me on Twitter. And I actually, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I heard about that. That's so cool. <laughs> or uh, not favorited, followed. Well, she's favorited well, a couple Also, I, I want to talk about, you know, my alma mater, all the dudes that cracked are amazing yeah, and uh, wonderful people. Yeah. Like, having worked in their office yeah, for Kitty six months. Yeah, Kitty was an months. illustrator for Crack Mag. Uh, crack oh, that's online. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked on the Detects book. I did some photo manipulations, book layout, and illustration for them. And they're all wonderful guys. Yeah, like, they're yeah. all amazing, and I can't say enough nice that's things so about cool. them. That's so cool. Thank you. Um, the comedians that are on my radar right now are, are like uh, like uh, Murray Bamford and, and uh, Amy Schumer and, and Amy Margaret Schumer. Cho and just, oh I'm God. just I'm just been following. Oh, uh, Ricky Lindholm and uh, um, Natasha Leggero. They have uh, another period that show on uh, on. Uh, Comedy Central that's really funny. Yeah. Well, Garfunkel and Oates just released a new album this week. Well, and also, cool. um, I'm never sure how I feel about Natasha. I, I know Natasha. I've done shows with her. Natasha and I know girl. she's a nice person in, in person, but her stage persona kind of pisses me off. Yeah. 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 I don't like rich persons. Yeah, she does I don't like that. being... I mean, and I'm not sure she's doing it... Oh, well, Patrice she, O'Neal. Oh, Patrice mm-hmm. O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a guy... He died a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a year and a half, wasn't it? I thought it was more than that. Oh, it might have been a while. Um, either way, but yeah, N- Natasha's like she's satirizing the rich bitch thing. Yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it could be that, but it doesn't always come across that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Opie Anthony, uh, Opie, I mean, uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill was like, I know he's technically funny, but I hated everything he talked about. Mm. Like mm. his stuff on women is just yeah. so inaccurate. 
And it's a it's the blanket statements that I don't like. Right, 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 it's right. All women, all do, women this, do this, all women do all that. Women do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't mind I don't anyone talking anymore. about specifics. Like, when I talk about women, I talk about a woman right. that did a, a specific person, thing. Because you know we're all individual people. Well, that's, exactly. well yeah, that, and that's the whole point. It's the same thing. It's the difference between, I mean, obviously, Carlos Mencia stole his jokes. But the difference yeah. about when Carlos Mencia was doing his race material mm-hmm. and the difference between George Lopez doing mm-hmm. his race material... Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Mencia would be like, all Mexicans do this, Latinos do this, Puerto Dude, Ricans do this. He's not even Mexican. He's Honduran. Yeah, he's Honduran. Honduran. Like, yeah. And he's only half Honduran. Well, the he's like is, a bunch of like, white after that, too. Yeah. My, he's German and Honduran. My grandma's Honduran, and she likes Carlos Mencia. Like, never heard any of his jokes, or just she likes him hate him. Hon- yeah, she just likes him because he's Honduran. And it's yeah. like, oh my god, people now know that Honduras is a country and not a city in Mexico. I liked, <laughs> I liked the first season of, of the Mind of Mencia show, some yeah. of the sketches that they did because of the, like the immigration stuff and the things like that and um, you know pointing out how racist the immigrant the uh, the warning immigrants crossing the freeway signs mm-hmm. are down by San Diego or down by the border um, he, he was he was satirizing a lot of good stuff but then the show just that's once the second season came around it really kind of wore thin after that yeah. Um well, and it sucks, too, that he did such a shitty job, because now you know a bunch of TV execs are like, well, we can't put more Latinos on TV, because look what happened with Carlos Mencia. Blah, blah, blah. People don't like George, him. George Lopez has some really good shit. He does. Uh, uh, and especially because <laughs> George Lopez, again, talks about specific people. Um, but he just did a, a trump ez uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, where he's the Mexican Trump. <laughs> uh, he's, like, running for president of Mexico, but he's yeah. just like... We need to build a wall to keep these Americans out. They keep coming over here with their frat boys, <laughs> raping our, you know, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and like, uh, and it was so great to see him do that because half the shit he was saying was shit semi-accurate, yeah, that, but yeah. also that shit was showed how stupid Trump is, yeah, Trump is, because yeah, there are some scumbags coming from America going into Mexico and fucking shit up, yeah, but there's. TJ. But most of the people just go and spend money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Mexico. You know what I mean? And yeah. same thing with Mexicans. They come here, they spend money, they help the economy, they mm-hmm. keep everything cheaper than it needs to be. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Also, I love how people are getting so riled up about 11 million people when there's 330 million people in all of our country. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a very well, small, very small 3%. Of the population yeah. of some well, dudes who are working hard. Right. We're sixty percent of California. Right. So, right. You know. Yeah. That's that's. I, I got into this discussion. I got into actually a very polite uh, discussion, kind of socioeconomic political discussion with a, a conservative friend at work, and we're still friends at the end of the conversation. Thank God. Talking about this and about talking about how I just basically saying that I refuse to blame three percent of our population for all of our woes when you have. The, on the opposite end of the spectrum, one percent of our population mm-hmm. not put a, putting money back in the infrastructure like yeah. yeah. Well, that, and um, the political talk. I, I probably <laughs> I can't say who it is, but I have a friend who's an executive assistant to a guy who has a fifty-seven million dollar estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has you know right around eleven million dollars in his bank account and makes more you know around that much each year doing what yeah. he does. Right. right. Uh, he paid six figures in taxes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and and just low six figures. We're not talking eight hundred thousand. Yeah. We're talking about a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, yeah. like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So, yeah. which means nothing. It yeah. means zero. It means if I paid a dollar in taxes, that's yeah. what it means. Right. I mean, it's it's it means zero to mm-hmm. him. Whereas you know, like a middle class family making 
seventy thousand uh, getting taxed thirty five percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fucks them up. Yeah, I, the system I, is rigged against us. Well, like, yeah. there's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the people can't. Poverty see that. is by and design. The, the yeah. scariest part is how many Republican poor people there are. Yeah, and they defend billionaires. Yeah, we're fucking them every day. Crazy. Well, because you know those poor people are just temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Right. You know? yeah. Yeah. Like, Here's the other crazy part is. A million dollars doesn't mean as much as it used to. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I had, if I had a million dollars, I'd be a lot happier than I am right now. Yeah. Uh, so, like, but there's, what is there, 11 million millionaires in, yeah. in America yes. right now? Somewhere <laughs> around that, 11 million millionaires. You have a million dollars or more. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that, how much does it really mean? Right. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, uh, um, there's, what is it, 1,300 billionaires? I did some research because... Uh, I'm writing a joke talking about the concept of being a billionaire. Yeah, like when did when was like, that invented and stuff? Yeah, when yeah. was that? You yeah. oh, you yeah, 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 work yeah. on that? Yeah, it's it's just Sorry, crazy to think. No, no, it's fine. It's crazy to think about like when did you have to start using the word billion? When did money become so expensive as far <laughs> and when did numbers become so huge that you had to go yeah. well, you know, a billion. A, a what? A what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what is that? A billion? Did yeah. you just make that up? A billion? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, there's going to be someone who's a trillionaire. And well, I think there's a couple people who are close. Like, trippy moment for me, um, when my dad sold, like, the house that we grew up in in Southern Orange County, like, the realtor said, like, if you want, we can put this on the market for a million. And we were all just like, what? Like, that's, like, this is, you know, a middle-class home in Orange County, like... You know, you're telling us, like, we could sell this home for a million dollars simply because it's in southern Orange County. Like, what the actual fuck, yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Whereas where you're living... Uh, I'm in, living in Santa Clarita. And you and, have a house, right? And I have a house. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the neighborhood that I live in, there are, there are condos that are comped out at half a million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's also, and like... And that's in fucking Lancaster. No, this is in Santa Clarita, oh, Santa not even Lancaster. Oh, Santa Clarita is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, Santa Clarita is Valencia. That's, that's that's still a nice neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like Palmdale's a yeah. nightmare. Yeah. yeah, Palmdale's disgusting. But it's it's crazy to me that you know, like we put these housing discrimination laws in place, and then the way that you know people get around that is discriminating by class. Yeah, right. charge you a know? lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's crazy to think, uh, you know, the average one bedroom apartment. If you take the average of all of LA, uh, I mean, you can find cheaper. But the average one-bedroom apartment, which anybody, by the way, who works a 40-hour week, even a 35-hour week, should be able to afford. A one-bedroom apartment. A one-bedroom yeah. apartment. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to work 40 hours at any job. I don't give yeah, a fuck yeah. what job yeah. it is. That's right. what You're working hard. For, minimum wage should be. Right. Yeah. Then you should be able to get that. Uh, and uh, you have to, it's $1,400 a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. the average in LA. So yeah. think about that. Uh, they say that you have to make three times the amount of money um, to afford to your afford rent. rent. Yeah. Right, like one third of your uh, money should be rent. Right. So, in theory, that would mean they would have to make what fourteen times three, which is uh, forty two hundred. Yeah, forty two hundred approximately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd have to make a month forty two hundred a month, which is forty eight for about fifty thousand about fifty thousand dollars a year, yeah. which you can't make anymore unless you have at least a bachelor's degree. And even yeah. with a bachelor's degree, you may not make it. Or some kind of technical vocational certification yeah. or yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Or experience. Yeah. 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 
I mean, that's like starting salary for a graphic designer, but you know, that's if you can find like an employee job and not something freelance, you know, which is the other problem. Like I was reading an article that said, you know, by 2020, 40% of jobs will be independent contractors Mm -hmm. because companies know they can get away with like, you know, not giving benefits or like sick time, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and like, don't get me wrong, like, I've made it work for the past 10 years, and I fucking love the freedom of freelance. Like, I wake up at noon, nice. like, you know. Yeah, I, right now, I'm working the uh, the grind. Yeah. 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 I've got two day the jobs. Struggle. Oh, yeah. fuck. Well, you know, when I once I quit doing stand-up for a living, I had to figure out some... And the thing is, I've done stand-up for 15 years mm-hmm. in L.A. I've done it longer, technically. I started when I was 16. Actually, I started at a church camp, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm an atheist. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't get. I need to get back to my how I started standing oh, yeah. story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, but yeah. but oh, but you go ahead and finish what you were saying though. Oh, uh, and so like now these two day jobs. Like I have this one day job which is kind of rad. Uh, I sell sandwiches and salads out of a giant cooler to businesses. Oh yeah. So I just drag this cooler in. Uh, I had to drive around a lot, and it's you know like. But uh, I like it because I'm always dealing like with people in a short spurt of time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is actually fun. It's actually funner because I'm an introvert. What I yeah. normally want to do is not be around people, but what I've learned no, is dude, that I understand like, half a minute the struggle. Yeah, yeah. The struggle half a minute real. of time with a person, though, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I could be a couple. I make a couple of jokes. It's a, only a transaction, and I found that anything that's more of a transaction socially, I'm okay with. Right. Like mm-hmm. when I go and sing karaoke, mm-hmm. that's barely social because mm-hmm. I'm performing, and if and then if I am there talking to someone, it's like. I ask them what song they're going to sing. Right. You have a you have a topic. Yeah. There's a central. There's a you know, there's a thing, and then I don't. We don't have to have some real boring conversation. It can be like, oh, I'm going to sing "Wanted Dead or Alive," and I'm like, oh, everybody loves "Wanted Dead or Alive." You're going to have a good time. Yeah. And then I can just go be by myself. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, but uh, the job itself is kind of fun because I got to figure out how much food to bring because I make money off of what I sell, Mm -hmm. and I've got to be like. Friendly. So do you go? Do you go to a place and pick like a depot and pick up the food and yeah, your cooler sort of. And go they and pay. Sell I, they charge me at the end of the day for how much I sold. Okay. So at Sunrise Kitchens. I used to work for them. I worked on and off for them for almost ten years. Cool. Um, and then now I got a second court like, like I work for an architecture firm mm-hmm. for way more money than I deserve. Was it? You, you said you were doing admin, right? I'm not like an admin guy. Oh, okay. I'm doing Excel spreadsheets. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's Man. super easy. It, it is, but like... It's boring. Yeah. yeah but that's, it's three hours a day. the kind of thing that would make me want to eat a gun. Well, and i got to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, there's, it, I'm, I'm going between with this weird... Because if they hire me for just twice the amount of hours, mm-hmm. which would be six hours, um, I would make more than I'm making doing this job and that job combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only a mile from my house. So uh, it would be a way easier job to get to. I'd drive less. I would make a lot more money. Uh, I'd have more time. But I'd also be working for six hours a day, making Excel spreadsheets, and typing out architecture like checklists <laughs> and other really, really boring shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd be getting seventeen dollars an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. And because an architecture firm don't give a fuck because they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of those things. I'd probably I technically have more time for my art. I would have to technically, and I'd have more money to go and schmooze at the improv because I'm at the point now where I've realized the thing that I need to start doing is stop uh, doing as many open mics um, and start being at places where you get seen. Right. Because um, I'm good now. So right. right. Once you're good, <laughs> yeah, that's you go I'm do trying that. to build to that point. I mean, I just barely started again, you know, end of last year. I started first, my first 
my first re-intro to stand-up, my first open mic in L.A. was at a pizza place out in Moore Park, uh, Red Balls Pizza. And nice. I did there for a few times. And then we bought the house, and, and you know, our world got turned upside down, and I had no time. <clears throat> well, you so, were busy, like, fixing it up. And right, like, we were doing all kinds yeah, of stuff to it and things like that. And so I put the stand-up on. I, you know, I, I had set a goal for myself last year to do stand-up <laughs> by the next amount of time, and I did that. And then... And then after the house stuff was done, my, my next goal was because Danny told me about, about uh, Liquid Zoo, and so I was going to do that. I've done that a few times, but I want to keep doing that more. And now I think I want to start getting into where on Wednesday nights I'm doing like two or three open mics on Wednesday in the Valley to try and start doing more. But I need to start – I need to get to the point because I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now is sitting down like during the day at work and writing out material and then trying it out and stuff like that. But I want to get to the point where – I'm doing kind of like a topic riffing more type thing, which I know is a little bit more of an advanced type of stand-up, but I need to just be doing it more. And I yeah. know that, but right now time is a very it, precious commodity. Yeah, so. The only way to get good at stand-up, and it's the saddest thing in the world, is to go do open mics and eat a dick. Yep. Over and over and over yeah. again. I had a good set last uh, last time I was there, uh, not last week. Of course, before. when I left. Right, yeah. I had a really we actually good, had a good set that well, we... It was all comedians, well, we, and usually they're just sitting back and kind of sit in the back and kind of go, ha! Yeah. Um, but other than that, there was actually a few of the comedians were really actually listening and laughing at my, my stuff. And I think and, you're legitimately funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, you are legitimately funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, sometimes, but I, you know, I just need more... more. You have good concepts. Yeah. And, concepts, and, and stay and away you got from, a point of view, and you've got confidence... Uh, that can only come from being like a grown up, right? Like, right. <laughs> well, stage fright deal. has never been an issue for me yeah. ever. Not it's since I was deal. a little kid. I've never had a problem with stage fright. It was just a matter of feeling confident enough to have, or confident enough in my material to actually be able to go up on stage and talk it and say it. But Nat and I, but I also know because of all the stand up podcasts that I listen to and stuff, and hear listen. I spend a lot of time listening to comedians talk about doing stand up. And because of that, I know that the only way to, to, to further bring up, create that voice, create that persona, character, whatever, whatever, and put your voice in it and have it be consistent, is just to do it, do it, do it, do it. Unfortunately, right now, time is my most precious and least available, least, uh, you know, yeah. uh, commodity that I have. And it's a matter of, if I could, I would be doing, I'd be going out to open mics three, two, three nights a week. Yeah. And doing it, I just can't do it right now. So yeah, that's kind of what—that's the only way to get good. You just yeah. got to get yeah. re- repetition and tons of just station. Sure. Well, and pay attention. There's a plenty of people who go up a lot who don't get better because uh, they think they're good already. Right. Um, and I've witnessed that in yeah. Liquid Zoo. There's yeah. a guys that they're doing the same stuff every week that don't, doesn't get laughs, yeah. and they stop and they pause and they wait for a laugh to come, and it never comes, and it's like. Yeah, that's not funny. I yeah. would not do that joke again. You need to rewrite I've it. All, I've already been rewriting and already been cutting whole sets out, like that whole printer rant. I just took that thing out because it wasn't getting laughs. Because it's, it's too, it's I don't have enough of a known personality. Like somebody like Lewis Black can make to just take being angry about anything can make that funny. It just the it, yeah. anger thing, and I don't have enough of a known personality. That, that know that, oh, that's your gig, is that's what you're doing yeah. to be able to make that thing funny. Because I am, I have a true, and I know the best <laughs> comedy comes from truth, and I have a true, genuine, red, red hearted, down the core of me, fire hatred for printers or any, any kind of <laughs> printing device in the, in the mankind. But to make that funny, it, it would 
most people can't relate to it, and you yeah. have to make it relatable. Yeah, I think somebody everybody who, hates printers. Yeah, like, that's yeah. universal. Yeah, I think if you've ever worked in in an office, you hate printers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you're a comedian who doesn't work anywhere, yeah, most of the time, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of those comedians know not so much. Yeah, maybe in front of an audience, and that's another thing. I know I need to start. Open mics are mostly comedians, and it, it, eventually, I want to get to the point where I have a good five minute set that I could take in front of a comedy audience. Yeah. First, my first audience was a pizza eating audience. Not so much. Now I'm doing stuff in front of comedian audiences. I want to get in front of actually comedy, wanting to wanting to see comedy. Well, when you feel comfortable, let me know. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Get yeah. you some, some been great. real stuff. I'm still working on it. I'm, I know that these things come in stages, and I, I need to get to a, a certain level where I have a good solid set before I can do that. Yeah. So, um, my first stand-up experience was in community college back in 1994. Five or hey, that's six. when I graduated. In the before time. In the, in the long, long ago, in the 1900s. <laughs> um, back when my day, when stormtroopers were white. Um, <laughs> um, oh. I did, I did, I did a, I was MC for a comedy show at, at our, at our uh, community college. And, uh, and I did it and then got a few, you know, did a few jokes, got a few laughs. That was good. It was what I always wanted to do. I grew up worshiping Steve Martin and watching and, you know, when I first got cable, I was always had Comedy Central on. And I was just always watching Short Attention Span Theater and Stand Up, Stand Up and all those shows of all those stand up clips over and over and over again. And, and you know, loving all the guys from the 60s, 70s, 80s. And I like really old stand up, too. Like, yeah. you know, stuff from the 50s and 60s, TV stuff from the 50s, 60s, 70s. Flip Wilson and you know, oh, yeah. guys Flip like Wilson's that. Great. Yeah, Richard Pryor and, you know, guys like that. And so I grew up on stand up and, and, I've been wanting to find a way that we had this conversation of, of incorporating impressions because I do a lot of different voices and stuff of incorporating that in a natural way. You can't just do the old, wouldn't it be funny if, or here's a football game that's all celebrities or whatever, or, or yeah. like the old Kevin Pollack, uh, Star Trek five in search of cash where, you know, <laughs> it's Jim Kirk, but then everybody else has been replaced by celebrity. I was going to say, wouldn't that technically be the Ferengi? <laughs> good job, good job. High fives. Yeah, yeah. See, you could you could just stand up. I guess for nerds, <laughs> for nerds. Yeah, but actually, you know what? Right now, I'm doing nerdy stand up as a thing. I, I mean, honestly, I what I do. I'd honestly consider it like I don't have any shame or stage fright or any of that. Like, I literally give no fucks because I'm like, I know ten ways to kill everybody that could possibly come across. <laughs> well, so. And the other part is. Uh, one of the nice, one of the things I like best about stand up mm-hmm. is you can talk about shit you care about. Yeah, and you can be funny while you're doing it. The truth, but fact. also you're right, push. you hide the medicine in a piece of cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, especially nowadays, one of the best things your people are doing is one of the things I like about Louis C.K.'s stuff mm-hmm. is that he's doing it in a way where <clears throat> you don't know what he's about to talk about. No. Yeah. Like he's telling a story about his neighbor, mm-hmm. and then. He just relates it to something like, uh, yeah, he's sweet. He reminds me of, like one of those guys who like has a gay son and he hates his gay son and he like goes into this stuff talking about how stupid it is and it's just like an aside where he's just made this political statement and then he just moves on. But it's all story. anecdotal yeah. and it's just subtly woven yeah. into like, this whole thing and that's what I want to get into as well. Yeah. Like the one thing that you know, is keeping me from getting up on stage, like doing stand up or something like it is I just don't want to deal with the sexism that comes with being a woman like 
on stage because and I know in like in general it's fucking hard. right. It's brutal, well, like yeah. I know, like as soon as like I get up there, even if I were just wearing a t-shirt, you know, some ass will be like, "Show me your tits." You know, because that's what happens in the year 2015 when you're existing in a female body. Well, like, yeah, that definitely would happen at some point. I don't yeah. know if it would happen every night, but it would definitely happen at some point. Yep. I guarantee it would happen. Yep. I've well, seen and, it happen. And the problem is... is I like, shut that down on my mic, but that doesn't okay. happen everywhere. Right. Everywhere and the, else. the problem is, is like, if that happens, like, I will literally come over there, get up in someone's face, and like... You know, like I don't take that shit. That might Again. be an actual good shtick. <laughs> but like you've you've seen you know, me do. You're it. also allowed to. Yeah, that's oh. the best part about stand up is if he says something shitty, you have a microphone. Yeah, yes. guess he who's, doesn't. Guess who's outsh- not gonna win? You can outshout <laughs> him. Yeah, and if you're smarter and you're funnier, that's one of my favorite things. I'm not saying this is. I don't think it's good for anyone to heckle. Mm-hmm. But what I love to do is shut out a fucking idiot who yeah. thinks that he can beat me at being smart and funny. Right. right. Not going to happen. Right. right. But usually the way I, I deal with things is like, you know, I could, this is what would happen. I would jump off the stage, go down to him, get up in his face and be like, you want to fucking fight about this? Let's fucking fight about this. Like, you are not allowed to treat women that way. Like, da-da-da. you've seen me do this at yep. clubs to yep. guys. Like, yep. I just like, do I do not home. play. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't fucking play. Like, that's just, you yeah. know, my yeah. go-to. But I've never thought about like... Shutting the fact that words. I have a mic, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, well, I, I can, and let me tell you, yeah. before I could fight, I had to figure out how to stop people from beating me up by being yeah. really funny. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and, it, and that's one of the things that probably led me to stand-up. Although, again, it's funny because I did <coughs> end up getting into stand-up by doing a church camp talent yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, at the time I was rollerblading. I wasn't a pro rollerblader at that time. I was like 16. There's um, pro rollerbladers. That's a thing. That's the problem. Is that people <laughs> people think rollerblading is dudes on the beach and fucking leotards? I was jumping on handrails and doing flips over shit. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I yeah. was very good at skating, but that's the problem. Is nobody realizes that rollerblading actually has cool shit. Yeah, and you want to know why that is? By the way, this is legitimate. True. There's a documentary about it. Skateboarders, uh, skateboarding companies were threatened by us, mm-hmm. so they made an active campaign. Against rollerblades to show rollerblading, they made they made skateboard they made skate skateboard they made bumper stickers. They put ads in their own magazines and in other magazines, uh, calling us fruit booters uh, and and talking shit about us. And that got us removed from the X Games and mm-hmm. a lot of the shit that we were doing. Uh, it, it ruined uh, a subset of rollerblading that was really fucking cool. Yeah, because mm-hmm. aggressive skating is fucking rad. Yeah. yeah, but people don't realize that because most people think we're t- a dude in his underwear on the fucking right. beach wearing a thong and wearing those reflective sunglasses, stroking it. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, I think the I think the ultimate form of for me the ultimate form of of, uh, of uh, rollerblading is uh, roller derby. That now roller derby is are they on rollerblades? Oh yeah, yeah. They they've gone oh. from quad. There's still some. There's still some leagues that are quad and some leagues that are. Rollerblade. Yeah, yeah, I like roller derby. Yeah, roller derby's badass. I have a, I have several friends who were in club uh, roller derby clubs in Southern California, and actually, I have a friend who just uh, is getting ready to join a roller derby club in Colorado. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I I want to be best friends and also bang roller derby girls. Like, that's just yeah. <laughs> 
Kitty's They're an equal amazing. opportunity. Maker. I would like you to bang roller derby girls. <laughs> we all want. We all That's want, awesome. We want that for you, Kitty. We want that. You guys here's, are so here's supportive. A, here's a yeah, from the Aww. universe. Roller roller derby girls to bang. Yeah. <laughs> or just for Kitty. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure that could happen. By the way, you yeah. should just join roller derby. I bet you'd be great at it. If you're a good. You have good balance, and you've got, yeah. and, and you're good at and all, the, all your martial arts shit and everything. I mean, you're gonna yeah. come home all bruised as fuck, but whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, it's yeah. a, it's another place to channel my aggression. Like yeah. that's the thing, like people don't understand is like women deal with so much shit. Like I have so much anger to give, yeah. just you know, yeah. from like the everyday sexism yeah. that I have to deal with. You know, I have fun. to deal with it at work. <laughs> We've talked about this in the podcast a lot before. I'm the guy at work who will stand up in the middle of this, you know, sea of of programmers and be like, really guys, do we have to be sexist at eight 30 in the morning? What's the matter? You haven't had your coffee yet. You know, yeah. what's the matter? Didn't get any last night. Come on. Well, and I think really? that's yeah, the- yeah. I'm the guy who I've gotten to the point now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm the guy. Now I'll walk in the room and conversations stop because people don't want to say sexist and racist shit around me. Cause I'll call them out on their shit. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's what, uh, I was working on a joke talking about that. I have like a whole chunk of material about uh, racism, and and this is actually the same thing with the sexism. And I haven't wor- wor- worked out how I would like to do this joke, but uh, it happens with me with racism where people think that I'm just like them. Oh, because you're a white guy. I'm a white guy. I'm just as shitty as they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So they tell me all their secrets. So a lot of times I I I keep my mouth shut about that stuff because I want to know who the fuck tards are. Right. Right. I want to know who the shitheads are because they don't know that I'm I'm not them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just I'm quiet. Until the end of the conversation, and then I'm like, you know, you guys are giant pieces of shit. Yeah. No, I I love giving people just enough rope to like hang themselves, like because I'm you know a very light skinned Latina, people automatically assume that I'm white. Like I don't fit the cultural stereotype of you know what people think like Latina women are. So they'll I have go, no like, idea you're a Latina. Exactly, exactly. No one ever knows. Like <laughs> you know, but like. Uh, the most egregious example, I was on a date with this guy, and, you know, he's like, oh, so what books have you been reading lately? And I was like, oh, I've been reading a lot about, like, Mayan folklore, da-da-da, you know, and, he, like, he cuts me off, and he's like, oh, my God, the Maya, like, they were so ugly, like, they're big noses and stuff like that, like, oh, my God, like, da-da-da, and, you know, he's going on and on and on about how, like, Central American people, like, are so ugly and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there, just like... the shit pile up. Yeah, pile yeah, up, just, pile just up. you know, like, watching the time and everything, and, like, at the end of it, I was like, so I'm full-blooded Central American, and, like, you know... <laughs> no, no, he just doubles down on his awful... Like, it got even worse. Oh, really? Worse. You don't look like it. Yeah. And most of them are so ugly. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. He doubled down on it, and he's like, oh, oh, but you're so pretty for a Central American girl. And it, like, it literally walked oh, out. Like, I was that's like, even worse yeah. for a anything. Yeah. is always yeah. sad. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just pretty, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, I walked out, like, I left $20 on the table, and I was like, don't ever speak to me again, and just left. Yeah, like, yeah. Best way to handle that. It's like, wow, you don't look like a complete racist piece of shit. I never yeah. would have guessed. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for opening your mouth, douchebag. Yeah. Bye. Well, and the other thing that people don't know is the Maya used to put things on their nose to make them look bigger. Like, that was that the was aesthetic for their culture. For yeah. yeah, like, if you were super rich, you'd get, like, a jade nose piece, and 
like put it on there, and you were like the hottest shit in town. Yep, you know? yep. Like what, like <laughs> King Henry VIII and his cod pieces. It was a similar, it was a status you thing. Do yeah. gotta, you you got to make your dick look bigger than it is. Get a fool, people. That's a terrible idea. We should make our dicks look smaller. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to scare. So that way they come and they're like. Oh, that looks like way bigger than I yeah, thought it was gonna yeah, be. Yeah. Like as as somebody who like like as as a woman, like there's always that moment where you're sleeping with a dude for the first time and you're like crossing your fingers. You're like, please have a nice dick. Please have a nice dick. Please have a nice dick. You know, because like you can't. You we can't are really not gonna tell. sleep together. I do not have a nice dick. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you immediately. It is exactly like I am, below average and kind of skinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? Uh, you get can, good enough at everything else yeah. that they still stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you can blame David Bowie in the labyrinth. Yeah, you yeah. know that was her oh, childhood nice. influence. Her yeah. childhood. That's the reason I'm a size queen. Like I can trace it back to yeah. David Bowie in the labyrinth. Yeah, like, okay. You just blame does, him. Does David Bowie actually have, have a big dick? Watch, yeah. watch labyrinth. Oh yeah. yeah! Dance magic. Now I remember. Dance. It, it, it did dance. It did dance. <laughs> he's he's like also like full nude in the Man Who Fell to Earth a yeah. couple times. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, there was just another another. There's always memes about you know uh, Jer- about Jareth going around the, the internet. You know, Belly's mm-hmm. character in, in Labyrinth, and there was another <laughs> one where they had like. You know, when you're, they showed, you know, side by side pictures of Bowie in full front of the thing with, you know, with the, you know, bulge. And it says, when you're a kid, it's like, wow, does he have something in his pants? And at the second, I don't remember what the punchline for the second one was, but it was really funny. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, as an adult. Yes, he does. And, it's his dick. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah he does. Yeah. Yeah. His dick. But you talk to like so many girls my age and we're like, uh, yeah, that was my sexual awakening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky, uh, of many of the ladies I've hung out with, uh, have said, I uh, don't like big dicks. Yeah. yeah. They're, when they're too big, my vagina hurts afterwards. There yeah. is a golden mean. There's there. a golden mean of dick size, and it's usually between, like, six to, like, nine inches, something around Nine that. inches? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> she says she's a size queen. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Yeah. 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 I don't know. She's like, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dick Talk. <laughs> We've done this before. It is a podcast about everything. I mean, all I know is uh, I'm okay enough that girls keep having sex with one. A girl will keep having sex with me. <laughs> right. So it can't be so small, but it's small. And I know right. it is. I don't care uh, because people keep having sex with me. Yeah, well, the go. other thing, too, is like the, the most annoying thing is like if you sleep with a guy with a big dick and he thinks like, I have a big dick, so I, I don't, don't have, have to do, do anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to that's do anything. actually a complaint I've heard a lot. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's oh, yeah. always, it's probably well, not always true, but. There's that and also like, you know, when they have a big dick and they think like, I just have a big dick so I don't have to have a sense of rhythm or anything. You right. Know? Well, my whole thing as a as an adolescent, when I was learning about all that stuff, not just about, you know, tab A and slot B, but the whole sexuality and. <laughs> And how to be good at it mm-hmm. type of thing was, I'm not going to make any assumptions about my dick in relation to anybody else. Because I don't care if it's big or small or whatever. Right. I'm going to make sure that I know what I'm doing yeah. I, to where, like, it, it shouldn't matter. It's not It's not going to matter what, however big or small mine is. I'm going to make sure that everything else has got it going on. Do you guys have good or bad losing your virginity stories? Um, mine was pretty good. Yeah, mine was pretty good, too. Why don't you... I was lucky because uh, I had a young lady 
who was younger than me. Me too. Uh, but uh, this is one of those weirdest things ever. Technically, she was abused by a 19-year-old. Mm. But he didn't abuse abuse her. He just had sex with her. Right, 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 right. But he was 19 and she was 13. Like a statutory Fuck. type thing. Yeah. But because of that, she had this vast knowledge of sex. Right. <laughs> so when we met when I was 17 and she was 15, uh, she, well, first off, the funny thing was, I was thinking I would stay a virgin uh, because I watched those videos where women <laughs> give birth and saw, after I saw a vagina torn apart, I was like, I'm never fucking doing that. No, that's horrifying. I'm never doing that to a that's woman. That's never going to happen. horrifying. And yeah. like, I never want to have children. Like everyone who has talked to me for even five yeah. minutes, they're like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah Kitty's never having kids. No, like, no. because that is absolutely terrifying. Well, I looked at, it was horrifying. And so yeah. at lunch, I was talking about it with like my friends and she was one of my friends. And uh, I was like, I'm absolutely never, ha- I'm not having sex till I get married. No way. And, uh, and, and I think as soon as I said that, she just got a gleam in her eyes and decided that she was taking my virginity. <laughs> um, because she started going after me. I was an idiot. I, I had no confidence, so I didn't know she liked me at all. Uh, she literally eventually, she'd said things like, uh, uh, she would say how much, how hot she thought Beck was. And then five minutes later in the conversation, she was like, you look a lot like Beck, Ron. <laughs> didn't even fucking notice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Didn't even notice. Because yeah, I was I was 17, right over, yeah, and right. I'd been abandoned at that point. Yeah, I, had no, yeah. I had no fucking clue how to do any of this shit. Right, right. So eventually she was just like, I like you. We should get together. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so yes, then, <laughs> then she made me sit on my hands for the first month we did anything. Mm-hmm. And she just did stuff to me. She said, because... I haven't had, I haven't done anything, so I need to get used to that. And I was like, um, okay, you're in charge. Let's do this. And then she gave me a book on foreplay, made me read the whole book, and then practice on her. Nice. Um, and then eventually we went to a friend of her best friend's house in the middle of the desert with a tent with her friend's best friend's parents were super liberal, literally bought us condoms, and we're wow. like, the, the we'll have Scandinavian sex. style. Go we'll yeah. have sex yeah. in the desert, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I had you sex got, like, in a tent. You got, like, a class act, like, sex amazing. education right? like, amazing. from yeah. this girl. I have, like, I have it's a similar, amazing. Yeah. I have a similar story. I uh, I had I had done lots of third basey type stuff leading up to, you know, the time I was 16. And I met this girl on a church hayride uh, <laughs> in, in Colorado. It was a winter wintertime sleigh hayride type thing. And we wound up kind of making out and fiddling around under a blanket. And we and this was the quote. She, I, this girl was a couple of years younger than me. Um, she was described to me as the slut of the school that she went to, which I didn't. I didn't never even at a young age never subscribed to any of that stuff. Whatever. It's like, what this girl likes me. I'm. Just, I don't care what, what she's getting yeah. with other dudes or what. I don't care. But she had a wealth of experience, and uh, I had a dearth of said. And uh, we, I went and picked her up. We uh, wound up trying to, to go to um, the empty parking lot at a junior high school in the area, and a cop pulled up. Not only a cop, a lady cop. We're in the back of my 1972 Pontiac Ventura on Very a sleeping silly. bag, and my ass is bobbing in, you know, in the window, just about ready to start. And oh, shit. And so they you know, toddled us along our way, and, and I'm like, oh, well, shit, I guess this isn't going to happen. And she goes, don't worry, I know of a house nearby. And I'm like, what? <laughs> there was a house that had, was a brand new house that had been built, hadn't been bought yet, had still had the, the stickers on all the windows and stuff. The back door was was a, the sliding glass door, and the back was open. Apparently, it was being used by teenagers for 
liaisons. So we went there. Liaisons for fucking... For fucking <laughs> the two of us, uh, two sleeping bags, some candles, a boombox, some condoms, and a box of Prince tapes. We were there for eight hours, and she showed me up, down, left, right, you know, did the whole basically like the up, joystick. Up, down, left, yeah, yeah, left, right, left, right, right, select, right, start. Right, start, right. And she taught me all kinds of things. She was very patient, very gracious, and apparently I did really great things, and, you know, I was... That's awesome. Eight hours, went home, reeking of sex, and covered in hickeys, walked in the door and said, hi, hey, mom, how's it going? And she just, her face just fell, and I went downstairs, and jerked off again and went bit. <laughs> but that was my introduction. And then I didn't get anything again for like a year. But I'm that just was just like, like, that was really cool. I didn't see her again. I tried calling and apparently she had a boyfriend or something and didn't want to, you know. Yeah. I just never want to have to train someone yeah. again. Like, oh, well, you're I don't, an age where you shouldn't well, have to. We're, yeah. I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my fucking 30s. Okay. So, well, almost 40. Well, I'm, I'm 28, so almost yeah, there. Yeah, you shouldn't but like, train anyone. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I run across so many guys who don't know how to eat pussy properly, yeah. and, like, I feel like that's something that you need to learn by the time you leave college, or, like, that age level, right. you know? Like, right. this should be a class that's taught as, like, well, a general ed it requirement. Just means, it know? just means that that dude doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Because if you give a fuck, We've got Google. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, yeah. there is no reason yeah. for anyone to not be able to Google YouTube tutorial. how to eat pussy correctly. That was a particular thing. I mean, and, and the whole Sam Kinison alphabet thing is bullshit, by the way. Yes. Um, yes. Obviously. Uh, but I... I um, a lot of shit Sam was, Kinison said was bullshit, That's by the true. Way. I can't listen to him anymore. Yeah, he's a giant just, piece of shit. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. Um, so I... The whole, you know, eating pussy thing was a, a point of pride for me. That's something I really wanted to learn how to do. And that mm-hmm. first experience of mine was a very long way toward making, uh, solidifying those that skill set, you know. Yeah. So making sure that I knew what I was doing going in because I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't, if it, 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 it turns out, like I said, if it turned out that my my equipment wasn't of adequate girth or whatever, yeah. I got other skills. So. Well, yeah, it's it's all about being able to complete the mission. Yeah, like, exactly. at the end of the day, that's all I care complete about, is like, can you complete the mission, yeah. you know? Yeah. Good attitude. Complete yeah. the mission, guys. Yeah. 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 There's one thing we learned today. <laughs> is that going to be the that's title of this the episode? That's going to be the tagline. That's going to be the tagline. Well, not, not the title, but that's going to be the tagline right before, before the, at the end of the intro. So, um, but, uh, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, um, this has been a good, good one. So, uh, we battled a lot. It was fun. Yeah. And thanks for not murdering me when I brought up that maybe dudes are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I gave you a polite warning. Like, that's the thing with me is like, everybody gets one polite no or one polite warning. And then after that, like, I will unleash my inner Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Right. Well, and I explained where I was yeah. I'm not actually yeah. in support of, I don't believe in any of those men rights advocates. Those guys are fucking scum. Yeah. Because Azer. you're a decent person. Yeah. yeah I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're a polite guy. I'm not perfect, you, but I'm all Well, right. that's the thing. You're a comedian. So all comedians, I, I, in my experience, all comedians have a streak of dick running through them. And, you know, <laughs> because, because that's the way, that's part of the business. Well, part of being good at comedy is you have to take things that are good and make them shitty. Yeah. Or you got to take things that are bad and make them worse. Like, that's right. what right. most jokes are. Right. Right. For the most part. It was yeah. fun. Uh, I did a show last night called A Toast Battle, mm-hmm. where we told jokes uh, every each the comic you were going against, really you weren't going against them as much as you were being complimentary to them. So you do five minutes, they do five minutes. Uh, then afterwards, you do a toast to how good they are at stand-up, but you make it funny. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so it was really fun. 
That's cool. That sounds really fun. So I like I said something like, "You, you're you're so good. Uh, you're so great at stand up. It's like watching two unicorns fuck." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's quite the compliment. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, well, um, what's uh, what's out and about that you've uh, been watching or reading or anything? I know you like comics, and I know you like movies, and I know you like TV. And, and fantasy books. And fantasy books. Right now, uh, the thing that I'm most excited about is they're making a TV show out of the Elfstones of Shannara, which is my favorite fantasy. One of my favorite. My favorite fantasy author is Terry Brooks. Cool. He's fucking amazing. Awesome. Um, and uh, I had a moment at the... Uh, at Comic Con, because I got to so go to the the panel for the TV show, mm-hmm. um, and he was there, and we got to ask questions. And I meant to say, "Hey, I just want to say thank you uh, because reading your books as a kid helped me get through some rough times." And what I actually said was, "I started crying a little bit, and then uh, I was like, didn't know I was going to be a grown man crying at a comic book convention today." Um, and then you know he was like, "You got me teary too." Uh, and then I, you know, asked the question or whatever, but, um, cool. I'm excited about that. And I'm rereading the Elf Sons of Shannara right nice. now. Nice. Um, and I'm also rereading, what is this called? The Vault of, I mean, starting to read another book called The Vault of Heaven, uh, which is uh, pretty good so far. Cool. Um, and I've been watching, I just watch Supernatural a lot. Yeah. And Doctor <laughs> Who a lot. Now. Cool. Cool. Daredevil. Uh, Everyone should watch Daredevil. Yes. Daredevil. Daredevil is yes. amazing. Yes. We've uh, talked about that many times. Yeah, what did I just see? Oh, I just saw um, Dear White People, oh, which is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Like, what is that? Um, it's this movie about um, these black kids at a college, and you know, there's like the historic like black house in the college and everything. And um, the dean is like, "Well, we're gonna shake it up, like blah blah blah. You don't get to decide what house you live in anymore. It's just gonna be randomized." And they're like, "Oh, you're trying to break up our community, da da da." And it's like the struggle of you know these people of color existing in a very white space, you know? Yeah, and it, it deals with a lot of you know very topical issues like you know those racism themed college parties where it's like, "Oh, we're having a Mexican party," and people come in brown face or like you know. Do where they really do that? Yes, oh, yeah. yes, this oh, is a yeah. thing that is still happening. I've never went yeah. to a real college. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been going, I just started going to community college as an old guy. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of that shit. Yeah, there was a Cinco de Mayo party, like, somewhere in some dumb hick state, like Alabama, because of course it's in some dumb hick state, where, like, people showed up in brown face and sombreros and stuff oh. like that. And, like, there was another college where they had a Compton theme party and people yeah. showed up, like, in blackface, you know, like with fake dreads and everything. I've and seen like, that in uh, Australia. They still do yeah. black. They'll do, they'll do gangsta parties and yeah. people show up. In yeah, exactly. Or it'll be like a ghetto Boros. party and Australia stuff is like that. So weird. Yeah. yeah, that's like the weirdest country ever because they've got like this great government thing where they support their people. Uh, except for the black people, right? Yeah, right. Or, anybody or the else. Aboriginals. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's dealing with a lot of those issues, you know, and like um. Just kind of again being a person of color in very white spaces, yeah. and it's it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Danny and I have been doing nothing but sitting around and watching Community. We're we're now into season three, I think. Of Community, I have a hard time with all those type of shows. But I love I love Community because it really is from a very very honest place the nerdiest show ever made. Well, and you can tell they're actual nerds. Like, it's not like the fucking Big Bang Theory where it's yeah. like, oh, let's all laugh and point at nerdy people. Yeah, it's like, a nerd like, blackface. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's like, let's make fun of OCD and let's make fun of people yeah. and let's shit on the woman across the hallway and make yeah. fun of her for being a woman and the yeah. hot blonde and blah. And, I can't fucking and whereas, stand Big Bang right, Theory. It's, it's all terrible. the stereotypes. Whereas yeah. Community... Yeah. 
every actor that's on that show. I've, I've heard interviews with all. I've heard them all on Nerdist podcast. Yeah. They're all They're genuinely all nerdy. Genuine nerdy. Genuinely nerdy. Oh, you people. know what? It's Parks and Recreation. Right, 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 right. What? Yeah, I have you a shut really your dirty whore mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I have a really hard time with like Office, and all, I have a hard time with anything where people are doing shit that they would never be allowed to do, ever. In like, a real office. In real li- in office real or real life in general. Right. I watch that shit and I go, why, why, why is this, why is this fucking here? Right. There's plenty of real life shit that's funny. But again, um, like... But community, I actually like, okay. Yeah. To get back to Parks and Rec, like, you know, I talk about, like, hiding the medicine in a piece of cheese because that's how I was taught, like, story writing and, you know, like, how to make a difference and stuff like that. Parks and Rec is so good at that because, like, all of these, like, douchebag bros fucking uphold Ron Swanson is, like, the epitome of manliness, but he is, like, you know, just a good guy. Like, he is a good example of how you can be traditionally masculine without being, like, a sexist shitbag. Right, right. You know, because he always listens yeah. to Leslie. He's always like, I may not agree with you, but I respect you, you know, and, like, all the women on the show, he's, like, fucking great too, you know? That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they also had an episode where, like, they just tore MRAs a new one. Like, right, they devoted yeah. an entire episode to that. It yeah, was they, amazing. That, I, 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 I'm not a fan of, of Parks and Rec. Um, it's not something I would watch again and again and again. I don't dislike it, but it's not something that really grabbed me completely. I have problems watching, you know, Office, because mm-hmm. I since I work in a corporate environment, I have problems watching shows, unless it's a complete total pastiche of that, like office space or idiocracy kind of thing. But, um, love both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but watching the office, I like the British office because it's different enough from, you know, American, you know, corporate America that, that I can, I can watch it. Uh, even though I'm not big on the whole cringe worthy humor, I never really liked, um, I never really liked, uh, Seinfeld or, or, uh, um, Curb your enthusiasm, kind of thing. Well, too... and Jerry Seinfeld is another one of those comedians who went off the deep end and is like, "Oh, you're letting everyone know you're a shitty person." Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Did he do that? Although I think he's yeah. swung back around to being well, better. He he recently came out and said, like, you know, PC culture is ruining comedy, and these kids today they don't know what racism and sexism is, and now no one is allowed to be funny and blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, so you're a shit bag. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, not cool. Yeah, that stuff is that's such borderline shit. Because my, I think the problem is that she's not realizing what the real problem is. Right. Uh, we're still allowed to make jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just you're not allowed to be shitty anymore. Right. Well, and, and you're not good. allowed to yeah. be yeah. a and lazy that's good, writer. But you're not allowed yeah. to be you know? shitty. Anymore. Yeah. It's, you can it's, make racial jokes. You can yeah. make sex, sexual or or gender jokes. Yeah. But don't be. Take the ist out of it. Yeah, it was yeah. just like we were talking. Yeah. Yeah. Make it specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. had this happen to me. This person did this to me. And this is how it was funny. There's, There's one, no reason not to do that. One of the comedians at at the open mic that I don't care for did this whole thing on, you know, oh, going to the DMV is like a front row seat for Mexican problems and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're just shut up, you white hippie piece of shit. Yeah. Shut up. I just want to set him on fire. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> wanted to set him on fire. And I'm just like, and nobody laughed. We're all just sitting there going, okay, you're racist. Well, that's Bye. the thing. Like, if you're legitimately funny, like, if you actually have comedy talent, you don't need to lazily fall back on, like, racism or sexism or homophobia or right. any of that other shit right. because you're legitimately funny. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it just seems lazy. People who say politically correct, all this political correctness is bullshit is are people who just want to say the N-word. 
Yeah. I mean, really. really that's exactly what it comes out to. Want yeah. to. They want to be racist. They want to be bigoted. They want to be shitty to women. And my whole thing is, let's delete these expression political correctness from the language and replace it with treating people with respect. Yeah. Because if you do that, then there's not a question. And there's because plenty of people who have you're, been... You're Brian stop. Regan is probably the perfect example yeah. of a guy who's funny as hell, as clean as hell, and is uh, and is totally respectful right. all the time. The guy is a fucking yeah. mad genius. He's a madman. He's yeah. insane. He's like, insanely funny. If, He's got hours of never, like that. Never shits on anybody. If yeah. we're giving shout-outs to, like, you know, local comedians and stuff who are not shitty and legitimately hilarious, like, I have to give a shout-out to my friend Sax Carr. He's amazing. Oh, Sax is my homie. Yeah, yeah. He does show, I do shows with him. Oh, okay. Comics and comics. That's me Yeah, and, me yeah. Thing. Oh, you're the other person with comics on comics. Okay. I'm one of the other people. There's a okay. bunch of us. But. Yeah, yeah. He's a very dear friend of mine. He's actually um, a workout buddy, too. Like, we see the same we trainer. Didn't, we used to not get along. Really? We have a way different view on stand-up. Oh, I was going to um, say, what did you do to him? Because like, <laughs> no, no, no. he's amazing. Like, <laughs> no, we, have, we just have a way different view on art and stand-up. Mm. I'm a little more... I want to say I'm more traditional as much as I just think um, you need to write and you need to have punchlines. You need to have, like... Uh, a, a thing that you do mm-hmm. and he does none of that he yeah. has like four bits and then he does a lot of uh, improv shit I mean I think which is fine and he's good yeah he's I think he's absolutely hilarious even if I'm just hanging out with him like he's yeah. always making me laugh and he's a good person yeah, yeah yeah like and he's also one of those people who's like my litmus test for other people like if Sax is cool with you like I'm generally gonna be cool with you yeah you know yeah. Yeah, we so. didn't get along for a while. Oh, okay. Because we just had these different views on, like, comedy. On the craft. This. Just... But we're both real passionate, so we'd get yeah. in these huge arguments. Yeah. And then we both think we were both dicks. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out we're just yeah. people who have a different opinion yeah. on what yeah. we do and yeah. what we love. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But he's he's great, and he's hilarious, and, like, I can't wait to see his uh, Feminist and Morton Joe stuff, because, like, he's been talking to me about, like all the stuff that he's working on for that. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Like, you need to give this to the world. Like, yeah. just do it, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back to Brian Regan. The only the only group group he ever shits on is Irish, you know, Irish Americans, which he is. And his own family. That's the only people he ever, like, is like, yeah, we're Irish American family, blah, 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 my parents, my brothers, whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And that's but again, it. that's him talking about his family. Exactly. Yeah. Talking about not shitting on people. all Irish people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, but other than community, I haven't, I haven't, we're still, we're, we're still only half a season into the strain. We're still only half a season into the other stuff that we've been watching. We haven't finished Mr. Robot yet. We haven't started Jane the Virgin yet. Because there's to. so much com- community Dude, to watch. Dude, it just won like a Peabody yeah, award. Yeah. Oh, and like, at midnight won an uh, Emmy. Jane the Virgin. Never heard of it. It's so Is it on good. Netflix? Um, yes. yes. I think Hulu. so. And Hulu. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll check yes. it out. <laughs> um, yeah, at midnight won a Grammy and... Hardwick got engaged. Hardwick and Lydia Hurst got engaged over the weekend. So that was really cool. So, that is cool. Yeah. Whatever happened to him and the, the what's her name? Oh, Chloe Dykstra. Chloe Dykstra. Yeah. They broke up. Yeah. They. I like her. Yeah, I, I like her too. And unfortunately, when she used to some hang out stuff, at like Ground Control yeah, too, didn't she? Some of that's how I know her is yeah. from there. Before yeah. you know, it was ever widely publicized that they were dating and stuff. But yeah. We knew both of them from they used to come to right. Ground Control. Yeah, they used um, to. And I out. would see her at the at the Doctor Who conventions and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that she was doing, the projects she was working on, were part of the Nerdist Empire when they mm-hmm. broke up. That kind of, that stuff kind of went away. Yeah, she's not doing just Cause anymore, but she's doing some other stuff now. And I've been trying to follow her, but she doesn't have as much of an online presence in the last year or 
her substance in a year or two. Since that fucking sucks. Like she's super talented, right? Yeah, and it wasn't it, it wasn't a thing where. Hardwick ruined her, or Hardwick, took, you know, dismantled right. her career. He doesn't right. talk shit about her, not yeah. at all, not at mm-hmm. all. It was, it was, a, it was an amicable thing. They they grew apart, and that was it. And then, and at least that's everything that I've heard or read or heard anybody say. And but she's just been made, made doing some some more online type stuff, yeah, and doing kind of lower profile stuff. Yeah, is that like, Mara Jade poster? Uh. I'm not sure, but I like to think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, nice. it's from T-Fury, and I just saw it, and I was like, I don't care if that's Mara Jade or not, that's going on my fucking wall. <laughs> uh, but, um, you have a Star Wars shirt on. I do. How excited are you? Oh, that's all we ever <laughs> talk about. We're pissing ourselves away oh for God. Star Wars. Oh, my God. So, like, when the new lightsaber <laughs> came out, I was just like, I lost my shit. Um, I was living with roommates at the time, and they heard my squeals, and they ran, and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, because a German longsword looks yep. exactly like the new lightsaber, yeah. and I've been well, training in that for like three years. They slide down, and yeah. you cut off someone's yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah. like yeah. it's fucking practical. Like clearly, someone learned a lesson somewhere along the way. Yeah. But like, yeah. I know how to use that. I know well, how to I, fucking use that. It's amazing. I specifically <laughs> picked this design of Star Wars shirt because it's the original '70s movie poster. Yeah, and but I, it's not the uh, Drew Struzan one. It's the other one. Yeah. It's the one that was actually. This is the photograph one, not yeah. the drawn one. Yeah, like I said, this it's a, it's not screen, the Drew Struzan one. It's a screen one. print of the photograph <laughs> one, the photog- photography poster, yeah. not the Drew Struzan. This this is the thing that my art degree got me. I can yeah. be like, that's not the original Drew Struzan <laughs> illustration poster. I have that that the Drew one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a yeah. t-shirt version of that. I mean, well, he's doing posters for the new one. Like, had, yeah, Disney just like throw money at him, like yeah, make him yeah. do the posters. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I mean, it looks great. I'm yeah. super excited. I can't. And yeah. this whole BB-8 thing. When I saw, I don't know what that is. Oh, the the, the, the robot, the, right, robot, the new yeah. droid, yeah. the new cute droid in the in the thing. I, I mean, <laughs> and I know I need one too. <laughs> don't they, they have them when they were, toy? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the real thing. It's really a ball that moves everywhere with the, the head. And you can control it with your phone you because we live in the future. But when that when they when they released that on Force Friday or right before Force Friday two weeks ago and. And they showed the move. They did this whole like little, yeah. And the whole sweeping. I was just sitting there, tears are streaming yeah. out my face. I'm walking. Yeah. It's like I want that more than anything else right? in the world. Did you see yeah. the, the Millennium Falcon that flies? Yes, the yes. droid and like the X-wing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've asked the Krampus for all these things for Christmas. <laughs> like, who's the Krampus? Yeah. Oh my God, really? You don't know the Krampus? It's, um, a, it's another. It's another German holiday legend. It's yeah. supposed to be like. Uh, actually, he's Saint Nicholas's other helper. Like, oh. if you were a bad kid, he would kidnap you, whip you with like birch sticks, Seems and reasonable. Yeah. you know, yeah. like take you to hell for a day, so you'd learn not to be a bad kid. And he's like a, a fucking demon. So, yeah. like, did you ever watch the the, the Venture Brothers? Yeah, the, uh, Chris- I, ha- I just started watching. Okay, that. there's a Christmas episode. The first, hey, come on, be nice. The first, okay. the first, <laughs> he's right. The first. Yep. <laughs> The first season, the Christmas first Christmas episode, the Krampus shows up, and it'll tell you all about the Krampus. Okay, cool. I, I yeah. only watched the first two episodes. <laughs> okay, they made me laugh, but I, I I'm, I like I'm the the best way to sum still up catching the, up on Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the right. best way to sum up the Krampus is like he's sort of this you know weird kinky Christmas demon. Sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
who punishes bad children. Yeah. Yeah, who's the antithesis. Basically, kind of the antithesis. The, the Satan to Santa's, yeah. you know, Jesus. Yeah, and again, like, he's a big he demon, he him like, goat thing yeah. on hind legs with horns. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a man. He's got, yeah. The, yeah, he's got the ram's horns yeah. going on and, yeah. the, you know, the club foot feet and everything. Yeah. Well, and, we have the Krampus ball yeah. every year, yeah. and there's also uh, Sammy's in Krampenstein, yeah. you know, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, so... Yeah. yeah, and there's actually a new uh, Christmas horror movie coming up. It's yes, called Krampus. Adam Scott's in it. I saw the trailer. It looks, looks like great. she's fantastic and funny great. and amazing. Family, <laughs> family show, you know, family, you know, family Christmas time. Everybody goes to the grandparents' house. Yeah, or everybody hates each other. And yeah. fighting, and one kid is just like takes his letter to Santa and just tears it up and throws it out on the wind, and up and boom, the Krampus shows up. Yes. Yeah. This Christmas, the spirit is dead in this house, and it's like mm-hmm. all the all the lights in the town go out, and the Krampus shows up, and it came to fuck shit up. Yeah, wow, that know? sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been in two horror movies. You have? Yeah, do tell. Uh, one was called Evil Ever After. Nice. <laughs> um, it's a D level nice. <laughs> movie. Oh, I love MST three K worthy. Probably, I actually haven't seen it. Oh. Um, because uh, it's expensive. Like the DVD is like twenty six dollars. Oh, what the hell? I lost track of the people who filmed it, mm-hmm. so I haven't gotten my I haven't gotten my clip oh, or whatever. Okay. Um, and um, I play the young version of the main character who's a cannibal. Um, <laughs> and as a young, I'm all innocent and nice, and then I catch my parents eating people, and uh, I freak out. But then they feed me, and I love it. And then I start <laughs> killing people. The thing is, is like you'd be surprised how many vegans and vegetarians like would never eat an animal. Like they're innocent. How dare you? Like how could you hurt them? But people, no, they're assholes. Like I fucking eat a person. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, I also yeah. played a serial killer in a, a short film called Missing, uh, which is actually on the interwebs if you want cool. to not like I'm me. Sensing ever again. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah, it freaks me out because apparently I look enough like a serial killer to constantly play a serial killer. Yes, yes. So yes. that's good. That's mm-hmm. nice. Because every time I've been like, oh yeah, I played a serial killer on this thing and I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe you should watch your mouth yeah. to a guy who looks like he might be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, Ron, I can see you busting my door in and murdering my family and yeah. chopping him into bits and putting him in a bag. And giving him I tortured a door pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty cool, but apparently, uh, I, I don't know how to feel about it because apparently I did a good job. Uh, I might be a good actor, which is weird to think because I don't, I don't want to act. You have to act as a comedian, by the way. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You, if you want to get paid well to do stand up, you have to be seen on TV. Period. Yep. I mean, it just has to happen. Yeah. Uh, Brian Regan is <laughs> the only people you can mention, and that's because he's been doing it so long that he was at a time when you could become famous. Right, he was in, on the very was, end of that. You, yeah. could, you go on the Tonight Show, you do that one gig, Drew Carey, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, and you have an overnight, Bam. overnight career. Cacao, and uh, and he has that. But now yeah. uh, you have to have uh, an agent. Won't even take you if you don't have twenty thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's like a legitimate thing. I got three hundred twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like nine hundred. I have like 400 something yeah. and like I'm never even on Twitter I'm like yeah. where are these people coming from comedians just keep adding me yeah <laughs> yeah me too and other nerds I play a lot of I play a lot of Twitter games I play a lot of hashtag games and get followers off of that yeah, I don't do cool. anything yeah. yeah I mean I like every Twitter. once in a while for me it's it's for me Twitter is the distraction that Facebook used to be now Facebook is actual like meaningful interaction with my friends and political stuff and keeping mm-hmm. in touch with people I don't ever see. Or well, you and I States. have like so many feminist circle right. jerks on right. Facebook yes, like all the time. Well, then you'll yes. enjoy my last tweet. 
<laughs> we're out making fun of the Alabama town who uh, decided that uh, they're going to try to ban... First, they banned saggy pants. And in an attempt to be equal, they're now going to ban short shorts and short skirts. Or trying Good luck to. with that! Yeah, they're trying to. It hasn't gone through. Neither one of them have gone through. So I put I put a thing that said, uh, said uh, they're also mad uh, that women get to talk when the... When the men folk are doing business. <laughs> uh, well done, well done. Uh, yeah, one of my recent uh, source, uh, sources of pride was uh, there was a hashtag game that while At Midnight was on hiatus, somebody did a, a, At Midnight, uh, whoever runs their Twitter uh, Twitter uh, account, uh, threw out a hashtag game that was failed, uh, failed trail mix. <laughs> Hashtag failed trail mix. Okay. And I said, uh, Beardruff and Cornuts. <laughs> and at midnight actually liked and retweeted and responded. Nice. Quoted text and said, God, why? <laughs> I, I feel like Beardruff and Cornuts is just like MRA flavor. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Cornuts, yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a San Diego Comic Con special. <laughs> Beardruff and Cornuts, yeah. I'll take so. reasons I don't go to Comic Con anymore for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> You've been uh, to Comic Con before? You don't like it? Yeah. Well, I used to go when I was in junior high and high school before it was like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first year it got ridiculous was when Halle Berry showed up for the very first fucking X Men movie. Yeah, and everyone oh, was yeah. like, oh my God, Halle Berry. And I'm like, why do I have to stand in line for four hours to get my pass? Like, blah, blah, blah. I should only be here for like an hour max. And now it's just like, it's insane. Yeah, it's like, 100,000. Thank God you can yeah. print out your things. And I always get them for free because I do the things with sex and, yeah. and stuff like that. Although, yeah. actually, my well, Comic-Con connections are just my stuff. I do the rooftop party of GamerCon, um, um, and they give me a free pass. Well, free. and, like, it's really hard to get a professional badge now. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. they make you jump through so many hoops. I'm like, fuck it. It's not worth it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless you're going to sell stuff, which I am... I'm going to be making t-shirts. All right. I might as well mention this, even though I'm sure yes. we've talked for way too long. No, no, it's fine. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, are you guys edit it? Or? No. 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 Pretty, pretty much there. the whole conversation. Yeah. All right. We, well, might, we might take Enjoy out talking the... this for an hour and a half, guys. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> might, uh, we might take out the little snippet of, of you going to blow your nose and maybe the thing about, oh, let's make some tea or, or not. But other than yeah. that, okay. no. Um, uh, my t-shirt ideas, uh, me and Ed Greer, have you met Ed Greer yet? I have not. As a comedian who also is in comics and comics. Um, I have these jokes. Um, I think you heard me do my Batman joke. Oh, is he the one who did the whole Comic-Con set? The whole set about you and him going to Comic-Con together? No, that's Orion. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's a black guy. Okay. And he's black. Um, the joke is, I go, uh, I don't think Batman should be allowed to adopt any more kids. Um, and just for you real nerds out there, I know that the Robins aren't adopted. <laughs> okay. Them. I just do this because it's simpler. Um, when I do a con, I actually make it more complicated, but... The simple joke is, I go, uh, I don't think Batman should be allowed to adopt any more kids. Because um, if you didn't know this, there have been six different Robins, or five different Robins, and three of them are dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bad uh, track record. Three, uh, you know, three out of five kill ratio for your adopted children. Not too fucking good. <laughs> how must, have the, how must have, must the Gotham Adoption Agency be that Batman shows up? He's like, hey, I'd like to adopt another kid. They're like, sweet, we see you've adopted five. How are they doing? <laughs> um, and when I do the, the con, I, I like go through. Like, well, like, well, one of them got murdered by a Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Another one had to pretend to be dead, uh, but then turned out not to be dead. And then, you know, and then I go through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other joke is about the Batman, uh, the uniform. How Batman, 
gets to wear a black and gray outfit and hide in the shadows. What does he give to Robin? Neon green cape. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even Red shirt. Even like Batgirl, you know, it's like purple and yellow. Yeah, that's, that's great for hiding behind gargoyles. Yeah. 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 Um, I was so, uh, we already made one shirt, which is like, you know those bumper stickers that have the family? Sure. Uh, and it has like the dad and the mom. And the yep, mom. yep. It's the, it's the Bat family. But it's just Batman and all the dead Robins. Grave, 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 And then Nightwing. Well, no, it's, we just picture with their X's out. Oh, okay. And then Batman pushing Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair. Oh. Nightwing pushing Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair. Oh. It's fucking hilarious. That's great. That's um, great. And then we're going to make one that has, uh, it's going to have, uh, like, Gotham. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be dark. And you just see Batman's eyes and maybe a little bit of his ears next to a gargoyle. And then Robin's next to him, all bright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then do why, why Batman a, shouldn't have kids? Do you have a graphic designer for these? Because um, like my I friend do Ed draws graphic it. design. Okay. Um, and uh, are you paying him? You better be paying him. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's also going to get a percentage of the shirts on top oh, okay. of that. He's. I paid him. I pay him for each drawing, mm-hmm. and then I also pay him. Uh, pay him on Robin's percentage. Of, yeah. Percentage yeah. of shirt. Well, so he's an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I respect comic books, so mm-hmm. I respect artists. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one we're going to make is going to have a picture. It's going to say, uh, it's going to be a desk with a dude, like, in a tie sitting behind it. And it's going to say Gotham Adoption Agency. And then it's Batman holding up a Robin uniform to a line of kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, this one I'm having a problem with because of my, the nerdy part of me thinks this doesn't work well enough. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's uh, a Jedi uh, going, like, there'd be a female version right. and a guy version. And it's you are the this is the nerd you're looking for with an arrow pointing up. Mm -hmm. Problem is, only works on the weak minded. So (laughs) by the person reading that shirt, you're saying that they're weak minded. Well, also like you know, what are you going to do for the Sith? Like, I mean, I guess like as a Sith, you just fucking take. I had a joke about that. Yeah, like you will blow me. That's what that's what a Sith would do because they're bad guys. Sorry, you can't like the Sith. You I want? am a Sith. I'm uh, a proud Sith Lord, sir. Dude, I... She's never no, made anybody blow like, her. fucking old Sith Empire tattoo yeah, on my yeah. hip. Like, don't fucking talk just to me about it. the Sith. You just said they take what I want. Well... I'm just pointing it out. They're bad guys. Well, if you play Knights of the Old Republic, the Sith Lords... Hang on. Like, if you play Knights of the Old Republic... your nerd voice. Yeah. You get into the Sith mystical agreement with the Force. And, like, they're still Seekers. It's just they're the left-hand path. They're Thelema. They're, like, Aleister Crowley I've, I've read and all, all of that. Okay. But, I've read every single Star Wars novel. Okay. But, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but the they're point still is, bad guys. No. No. It's the perfection <laughs> of your passion rather than Welcome denying it. Talk. You know? Welcome like, to Sith Talk. Also, like, straight up, like, I can't be part of any sort of organization that tells me that I can't have sex. Like, I'm just not down. You yeah, know? that's the old The whole, like, Jedis. the Jedi yeah. cannot love. The old school like, Jedi. Yes. New school Jedi's not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Luke is like, do your thing. Uh-huh. How he very has convenient. Kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I've read all those novels, too. Yeah. Like, you know, with, like, the solo twins anymore, really and, like, them. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, still. Yeah, like, Disney kind of put the kibosh on Yeah, I'm not on, a yeah. huge fan of that. The, universe, the last yeah. book is not as good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Luke. So it's cool, but... Mm-hmm. I just can't... I just... I, I just... Everything I see about Episode Seven just makes me feel like this is the movie we were waiting for in 1999. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the movie that yeah. we were... What, what it's sad for. because the story behind the first three, the prequels, is actually a good story. Right. The idea behind the it, idea of the story of yeah. love just breaking this dude's heart so much 
and this worry of of I know whatever, but that he ends up going getting fooled by the emperor and then going to the dark side by because of that. It, it, there's a point to it. It's kind of cool. Um, and then there's a redemption story after that, where yeah. he never really went all the way well, to the dark side. Well, if you look at all films in succession, it's really the story of Anakin. Yeah. Right, you know? Right. Um, and I would have just... <laughs> liked it if they'd done it right. But right. all the dialogue in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's God. So, it, it, I love you so much. It's it's agony. Really? Really, is it? Is it agony? Well, also, like, how shitty a director do you have to be when you can take these amazing actors like Liam Neeson and, like, Natalie Portman Portman and make make them them suck? And actually, say what you want about Hayden Christensen. He's not a bad actor. He's okay at acting. And if he had anything to work with... Lucas is not a good director. Unless you're talking American Graffiti... The dialogue Or the original Star Wars. I think more than anything, he's not a good writer. Writer. He's a he's bad. A good, he's writer. a good idea man. He's a good idea right. man. His and Empire, he let other people and, write Empire shit. and Jedi yep. were written by other people. Yep, it was his story. Were written by other people. Well, directed by other I think, people. I think Star New Hope was too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, New Hope was written by him and directed by him. I I thought it was written by somebody. But else. the thing is, is like you know when George Lucas made the original trilogy, he was listening to people around him. He was yep. open to those influences. And when he was doing the prequels, he's like, "Fuck you, I'm George Lucas. Suck my dick." Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I do what I want. I mean, yeah. you know, but George Lucas, <laughs> with, Misa, do what I want. George, <laughs> George Lucas with a smaller, with a smaller and more simple type story, like American Graffiti or the first Star Wars, that kind of thing. He's better at that. But then. Any kind of a big story that he gets is this totally him. Howard the Duck was awful. Willow was not great. I mean, you know, these bigger stories, not good. Now, his collaborations as a producer, you know, like on the other. You didn't like Willow? Indiana Jones movies, those are good. I didn't like Willow. Huh, interesting. I never connected with it. I was okay with it. I mean, it's because I was reading a lot of fantasy books at the time, so maybe that's why I like Willow. Yeah, but like. And I was only reading. You know, high fantasy at that time. Everybody is always like, you know, going on about how like Star Wars is like George Lucas's kids, and he said, you know, himself, like these films are my babies. Like, doesn't that technically make Disney Child Protective Services? (laughs) I mean, no, but for real, for real, real. like they took it away, and they're like, you are no longer fit to like have this. Like, Disney's one of those weird. This I have this weird feeling because you know Walt Disney himself was a terrible human being. Oh, horrible! He was terrible human being. He hated the Jews. He hated the Jews, and all of his cartoons were racist. Actually, well, actually, no. Um, there's been actually a lot of a lot of newer stories of of coming out lately that have been revealed after the fact. People who knew him, autobiographies, things like like that. No, he wasn't like that. That what that he that. Yes, he was uh, aligned with some organizations, things like that, and things that would point to him being racist. But in terms of actual Jewish people who worked for him coming out, yeah. cartoonists and other people, I was like, just about to he say, he was always really, he was well, always really actually because that's good. the thing. Like he didn't recognize uh, people when it came to talent. Like uh, the lead designer on Bambi was a Chinese water painter. Right. And oh, really? you know, yeah, yeah that, that's cool. that's that's why all the backgrounds look very soft, very wispy, right. like one blah, of the prettiest blah. ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, They're he, all pretty though. Disney always yeah. does a good job. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, if you had talent, it didn't matter what you were. He's like, just give me your talent, you know. And like, they struggled with Bambi, like how to do the backgrounds for a long time because these people were doing these like photorealistic like oil paintings, and he's like, no, 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 this isn't working. And then he found this like 
Chinese watercolor painter, like, literally just hanging out in Venice painting. And he's like, you, you're going to do the movie, like, blah, blah, blah. Here's piles of money. Like, yeah. train my animators paid, how to paint like you. And, and, and for, along That's with cool. lines, he also paid people really well, yeah. too. Yeah, and, well, and he and always pays people well. benefits mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's other things but like that. You they know? have done the best job. Right. Yeah. Right. Marvel has gotten us, I mean, they were already pretty good, mm-hmm. but with Disney backing them, a million oh, times better. I, just, I still want my Black Widow movie. Just give me my oh, fucking Black, Black Widow movie. Black Widow movie. Yeah. 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 Like, I want to know how she got all that red on her ledger. Like, they've set it up for, like, an amazing prequel want movie. To show her, do a, a redemption story for her would be mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a great, like, showing yeah. her being a scumbag. Yeah. And then coming out like of it her, and why she was coming a scumbag out of it, going into and how she was trained. And right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, all the trauma in the Red Room and yep. all of that. And, like, yeah, being, you know, like, badass, terrible person assassin. And then, you know, right. yeah, getting right. That would be awesome. I would love that story. Yeah. yeah that would be great. Yeah, they just need to fucking do it. Do it. Like, that do it. movie would print money, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's much better than that fucking piece and of I, shit they made with the ten percent of your brain thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like Scarlett so Johansson; bad. she's really great in that role too. Well, yeah, I mean, one role that they cast her in movie, that but. I'm not terribly thrilled about is she's going to play the major in Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And like, Ooh. well, if you guys have seen oh, Ghost in the Shell, yeah, she's very Japanese. Yeah. Like culturally, yeah. Major Kusanagi yeah. is a very I'm, Japanese I'm character. Tired of the Looks whole, Japanese. Yeah, not even like it's not even one of those anime where you're like. Well, these could be white people. No, right. That is an right. Asian person. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting kind of. I'm, I'm. Kitty and I are both on the rope talking about a lot about how we hate the whitewashing in Hollywood and, yeah. and it needs to stop. Like this idea that people won't see a movie because oh, there's no white people. Like that's so stupid. Yeah. People do that. Yeah. yeah. Like executives seem to think that people still do that, and like maybe in Podunk Disney Nowhere, like Hicktown. I will say that Disney would never do that because they would just go, "What's going to make the story work?" And what's mm-hmm. going to make the most money? Yeah, right. and yeah. They, and they know that that's a small percentage of yeah. the population. Well, they have... just because they're loud doesn't mean they're the big part percent of the population. Right? Yeah, well, like you know, they're putting a lot of people of color into Star Wars. Like uh, Diego Luna got cast as the lead. Yeah, for, darn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, who's uh, John Boyega is Finn in? Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna have a black Jedi. Yeah, it's fucking you know? awesome. Yeah, and then on top of that. Uh, uh, the guys who did the fight scenes, I understand, are the dudes who did Ray, Ray, Ray Redemption, mm-hmm. which if you haven't seen, you should go see that immediately. Cool. <laughs> All right. Ray Redemption. Have you seen Ray Redemption? Mm-mm. I'm not it's familiar. one of the best martial arts movies I've ever seen. Okay. It's fucking violent as shit. <laughs> I love a good violent And martial incredible. Arts the martial arts is, it's mind blowing. It's mind fucking mind amazing. Cool. Cool. It's, uh, it's on the, the, uh, have you seen Ong Bak? Yes, uh, it's it's on that level, but almost better in a lot of ways. It's all, it's like more direct violence. You know how a lot of the Ongbok is super fancy violence. Yeah, this is it's theatrical. This is more like brutal. Well, that's kind of my thing. Like, um, I was I was talking to a guy about this. He's like, so since you do archery and blah 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 and everything, like, do you ever just see movies and you're like, no one would fight like that? I'm like, all the time. Like, especially with like archery stuff. Like, I see people like physically grabbing the arrow when they're drawing back and I'm like if you touch the arrow like in any way when you're drawing like that's gonna make it fly really shitty like if you actually want to hit Thing things I did not know yeah like if you actually want to hit things the yeah the arrow. like these two like uh fingers go on the string the arrow goes like through your fingers like that and you pull it doesn't move around with that no no yeah. like 
Well, because the arrow, the, the notch on the back of the arrow is, it is tapered, yes. tapered in to, to hold the string. Yeah. And usually the center, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but the center of ring, uh, uh, the center of the string has a sleeve yeah. on it that also is thicker like and here, holds the like arrow in place. Just, yeah. Like, see yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. You knock the arrow oh. right under that and it stays put. And then when you draw, like, you pull back like this with your fingers on the string, and the arrow just goes in between your fingers. Yeah, that it, sounds just, so yeah it just sits and it just rests it on the knock and sits between I wonder fingers. if there's a place you can take lessons. Uh, there are several, actually, in Los Angeles. I'll there's uh, the Pasadena Roving Archers. Um, there used to be the Rancho Park Archery Range. Hey, do you know Sarah Presley by any chance? I don't. Oh, okay. She yeah. does archery, and she is into uh, Rocky Horror Pictures. Right? Okay. I, I never talk to anyone when I go to the range unless I'm there with a group of like my goth friends and stuff. And usually we spend 25 minutes trying to find like the shadiest target that we can because <laughs> of us want to be in the sun. But yeah, most of the time like I just go there, do my thing, like don't talk to anyone because introvert. You cool. know? Yeah, and I know she works in... Pa- I know she does Pasadena a lot. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shooting in an enchanted forest. Like I feel like a fucking elf every time I'm there. It's That's the awesome. best. That sounds fantastic. That's where I'm going to go learn then. <laughs> Well, we're at an hour 50. This is like one of the longest ones. Sorry, guys. No, no, don't apologize. This is, this has been a really great episode. So uh, plug your shit. Tell us where to people, uh, tell people where to find you. And uh, Ron Swallow on Facebook and everywhere. Just yeah. if you look up Ron Swallow, it'll be the guy probably wearing a Superman jacket <laughs> or a Green yeah, Lantern at, jacket. At Dorky Swallow on Twitter. At Dorky Swallow on Twitter, um, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, you can check out my YouTube page if you really feel like it. I've got some videos up there. You can check out my movie Missing. Uh, which is super creepy and uh, will probably make you not like me. Um, and uh, and look out for coming to see me in January or February for my special. Yay. Yep, yep. And we'll be uh, we'll be plugging that when it comes out and get closer yeah. to the time. Sweet. Yeah. Um, you can find me as always at kittybrowndesigns.com. That's where my graphic design stuff lives. I'm on Facebook as Kitty Brown. I'm on Twitter as Kitty Brown. Um, and I just recently switched uh, my Instagram from. Kitty Brown Art to Black Magic Woman and it's magic with a K like Thelema. Cool. Um, but that's just where like all of my gothy makeup and outfits hang out. So, you know. Cool. <laughs> um, is your your fashion blog uh, coming or uh, you're still it's, waiting? It's you're coming. Still um, we had our first like kickoff meeting and we're all like writing content. We're going to be taking photos. I talked to and you I will about gladly, shooting uh, some of that. I volunteer as tribute to your photographer. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get it launched like in October, November, sometime around there, like mid-October, late November. Cool. Um, so yeah. Excellent. Uh, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. I'm also underscore St. Michael on Instagram. I finally just uh, got got an Instagram account. I saw I couldn't get uh, St. Michael because I had it, and I, I, I gave it up. And once you give it up on Twitter, that's it. Fuck you. Bye. You're, you'll never get it back. So now underscore huh. St. Michael on Twitter, same spelling, or on uh, Instagram, rather, same spelling as Twitter. You can find us online as something2xp. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook and Google+, check out our blog, and listen to past episodes on something2xp.wordpress.com, email us at something2xp at gmail.com, and remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, 
was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.